I do have a fun starting bit. And normally I'm like, I don't have a bit. Do you guys have anything funny to start out? And then we go, well, it was bad. And then we start. But I have a great <laughs> bit. All right. Um, that's not at all a very niche reference and doesn't include a bad impression. <laughs> See if you get it. Okay. <laughs> Is there a setup you need? Do I need no to be setup. A- okay. You're going to get it like that. <laughs> okay. So the family takes a bow, and the talent agent says, what do you call yourselves? And they say, the Fablemans. <laughs> That's Gilbert Godfrey from the Aristocrats. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was Gilbert Godfrey doing the Aristocrats joke, specifically from the Friars roast right after 9-11. <laughs> when, he imme- when he immediately went on stage and said, uh, sorry, I'm late. My plane had a connecting flight with the Empire State Building. Yes. And no one laughed. <laughs> I knew you'd get the reference. In time. That was appreciated. That was, oh, uh, that's such a good joke now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he had that. Everyone booed. Somebody yelled too soon. And then he just made the raunchiest joke yes. of all time. And he did like a 10-minute version of the Aristocrats. Yep. Anyway, that's how we're starting. As you guys know, I don't know how to start the podcast yet, so it'll either be that every time going forward or something along the lines of, Welcome to Late to the Movies. My name is Ben Holden. This is a podcast where my friends and I get to fill in our movie in blind spots. Each week, we'll pick a movie that either I or a guest hadn't seen before and really should have by now. This month, we're doing it a little different. This will be the last episode of our Oscar month. All month long, we've done... I don't know if I can say current anymore, but Best Picture nominees from the 95th Oscars. Um, and this will be the fifth one we're covering, including the ladies episode. It'll, there are six episodes coming out this month because of illness. The two bonus episodes got pushed back. So I think this is going to come out like on the 31st, but it still counts. <laughs> and I think I'm putting out like a month's worth of episode in the last 10 days of March. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and they've all been pretty long. <laughs> Sorry. We had a lot to say about these movies. I'll get back to a normal length next month. Yeah, uh, this episode's The Fablemans. But we're going to talk about that in a little bit. First off, left to right across your podcast dials. My guest this week, we got Vaz. Hi, Ben. We got Bree. Hello. And we got Sam. Hello, Bentley. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is our last episode of like our Oscar month, but I feel like this also might be the only episode that has people on it that didn't watch the Oscars. Am I right? Yeah. Yep. yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. I do what I always do. Watch the YouTube clips later. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, in, in lieu of the what have you watched lately, I've been asking people what they thought of the Oscars, and I'm not going to break that tradition. <laughs> so what okay. do you think of the YouTube clips? <laughs> uh, you know, uh, fine. Okay. Uh n- not enough dancing during the in memoriam section. That's probably my biggest gripe. Yeah, I can't believe they didn't keep doing that. Yeah. Everyone, it was so well received last year. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm kind of in a time crunch, and that aristocrats joke took up a lot of my mental energy. <laughs> Maybe we should just get into it. But it, I guess in general, because you guys didn't watch the Oscars, has there been anything worth mentioning that you watched recently? I have two things. That's too high a standard. It, you, I've never had you do something worth mentioning before. Anything you'd like to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> I still have two things. If if you don't mind me talking about two things. No, that's okay. That's allowed. Okay. Uh, yesterday I watched uh, John Wick Chapter 4. Uh, incredible. Uh, arguably I'm, I'm going to enjoy it? Yeah? I'm going to enjoy it. I'm seeing it in a few hours. It, you will enjoy okay, it. Good. It's... <laughs> It's just, uh, it's pretty great. Does it make the two, the two hours and 50 minutes? Like, does it drag? Yes. No, not at all. Really? Does not drag. 
Uh, it has arguably one of the best action sequences I've seen in films. I would assume. Uh, and it's 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 quite incredible. I'm I'm sure it doesn't do what I thought it was gonna or what I was hoping it would do. But I was thinking that John Wick Four, because it was three hours long, should like an hour and a half in have like a like main bad guy dies plot is done go back like don't Keanu, answer that Keanu, oh. Keanu Reeves goes home yeah uh and then like he gets like a new pet or something that gets killed and then he literally looks at the camera and says like oh shit here we go again <laughs> and then it just says John Wick 5 and they just start immediately yeah. right there <laughs> I go like kill another, it again another hour 10 or so the uh I didn't end up having time because I took so many notes watching the failments to watch three again last night but I did watch one and two this week and one hits credits at 95 minutes. Yep. Um, but I like all the world building that they've done in two and three. So uh, I'm excited to see what happens. And this, they, all the new characters they add are really great. Donnie Yen's amazing. Yeah. Uh, Scott Atkins looks cool yep. in his fat suit, but fight in his like combat fat suit. It's pretty great. <laughs> uh, Bill Skarsgård's uh, pretty douchey. So that, it's, it's, it's pretty great. You're going to love it. I'm really excited. The 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 Keanu Sants uh, continues unabated. Uh, second thing I want to talk about is a movie that a movie series that I believe was a huge influence on John Wick, which was the Lone Wolf and Cub series. Sure, uh, there's six of them. I finished it a few days ago uh, after like six months of watching a film each month. Never never seen uh, it. It's they're really good. If yeah. you've seen Mandalorian, the, the Mandalorian is just Lone Wolf and Cub. Yeah. Um, I know people and, mentioned Last of Us is also yep. Pretty much anytime you see an adult with a child, Lone Wolf and Cub. Leon <laughs> um, the professional. Yep. Uh, and uh, if you if you ever are curious about watching it, this is one of the this is one of the lines uh, and one of the great themes of the show or of the movie series, which is uh, this is the main character. Uh, Ito Ogami uh, saying this, uh, my son and I live the demon way t- in hell together. Uh, we stand ready to descend to hell through the six realms uh, and four lives. So he says stuff like that all the time, and it's pretty great. <laughs> we, we saw Cats Don't Dance. We did. <laughs> the two pillars of cinema. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Three, John Wick, Lone oh, yes. Wolf, yeah. Cats, Cats Don't, Don't Dance. Dance. And the action scenes in Cats Don't Dance, let me tell you. I, uh, I've i tried to like mute all John Wick-related notifications, but a couple things have slipped through. People keep talking about a stairs sequence. Yep, there's a stairs in there. Okay, that's all there's I know. There's stairs in <laughs> Cats Don't Dance. There are. Well. He dances down them. Uh, and I was just going to say the Lone Wolf and Cub is mostly what people say, like, oh, it's doing that that thing. But when uh, Tim Rogers, the Action Button Reviews guy who I mentioned sometimes, did his Last of Us review, he referred to it as the big friend baby child dynamic. <laughs> I love which it. I like too. Which is also when cats don't dance. <laughs> so, yeah. So, 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 so speaking of uh, somebody who goes to Hollywood to make movies, I feel like. Your cats don't dance transition. It's just begging right here. You got to take it. Well, speaking of someone who I've never seen cats don't dance. Is that what it's about? He, it's a cat who wants to make movies and he goes to Hollywood. And it, well, he wants to act in He movies. wants to act in movies. And they're told he don't dance? He, yeah, because yeah. he's an animal. People want to see humans. They don't want to see animals. Lots of racist overtones. Yeah, yeah. it's a lot of... And then it turns out the animals were good all along. Yeah, it's a Zootopia situation. It is a Zootopia situation. Only there's humans instead of like... It's not a predator. Versus prey yeah it's human versus animals yeah same as it ever was (laughs) 
All right, let's see if I don't cry in front of Oz. Because <laughs> I feel like there's no way back from that. So uh, let's talk about the Fablemans. <laughs> That's my transition. <laughs> um, the Fablemans. <laughs> Who wants to give us a one minute? Wait, no, hold on. I saw this in theaters when it came out. In the very brief window, it was in theaters. I'm assuming you probably I saw also it saw it in theaters. And uh, you guys didn't see it until probably this week, yep. I'm guessing. Uh, we watched like a fourth of it last night and then the rest of it this morning. Yeah, that okay. was just how it was supposed to be watched. <laughs> Did you? So, d- so they get to Arizona and you're like, the rest of this is a Saturday movie. Yes. So okay. watched, yeah, I think that's about it. You watched yeah. Little Baby Spielberg. I mean, yeah. uh, Fableman. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then you saw Big Boy Fableman. Yeah, we're like, yeah. oh, it's Saturday. Yeah. This yeah. Saturday. We're keeping Gabriel a bell for Saturday. Oh, <laughs> uh, what was happening was we were building a bed while watching it and then we realized we're never going to finish film building this bed because there was too much to see on the screen. So. There's a lot. It is yeah. actually packed uh, 45 yeah. minutes and went by and I think screen. we had put like one screw in <laughs> we're like okay <laughs> this isn't a movie we could watch while yeah but but yeah so we watch the rest of it good well okay um, don't tell me what you think of it yet because we need a one minute plot summary and good luck to uh, whoever does it I'll do it I kind of hey. thought it'd be funny for Vaz to do it for I memory. do have a bit for it but I'm not 100% sure on it I like I've been doing it for a while I'm like I don't think it's funny anymore <laughs> okay I'll it was do, funny I guess in I- December Probably. I'll okay. do it after the show. Okay. That would be a little bonus <laughs> for you guys. You can, do it, you can do it into the mic, and if it doesn't play, then we yeah, can it'll, we'll cut it for Patreon. If not. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, start the clock. Yeah, you got too far away. Oh, I got too far again. I don't know how it's happening, but the clock is started. Start the clock. <laughs> uh, Lock the gate. So... Uh, baby Steven Spielberg, whose name is Fableman, uh, is like and Sammy. He's watch Sammy. He's watching a movie, Sam. and two pl- and two trains crash together. And he's like, "That's it. I'm making movies for the rest of my life." And then he starts doing it, but then it turns out his mom's in love with Seth Rogen, and he's like, "Oh, this makes me not want to buy uh, make movies anymore." And they move three times, and the third time they move to California, which is the magical land of anti semitism. And it's like, oh, um. Uh, Jughead Jones is like, oh, I'm, I hate you because you're Jewish. And he's like, oh, but I make movies real good. And then he makes a movie so good it makes Jughead sad. And then uh, he gets confused and he punches his friend in the face. And then they go home and his mom's like, yeah, I cheated on your dad. So what? And then he meets John Ford, who's really David Lynch. And that's the movie. <laughs> yeah. That's not a bridge version. That's yeah. good. You have about 50 seconds, so good job. Nice. Good for you me. have 10 seconds. Oh, uh, and then he fables a fableman, and the fablemans get fabled. Oh, that's how they f- they, the, f- the feeblemen get fabled. That's what the name's called. Uh, yeah, good, good movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Nice nice to see you. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was just nice. Well, like I said, there's the no time we crunch, need a so. Yep. Um, interesting movie structurally. Which makes it a little difficult to decide, do we just go plot-wise, or do we focus on sections, or... I don't know. Yeah, it was interesting. We got halfway through that movie, and I was like, how's this going to end? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I was like, because... Were you expecting the last hour to be a high school movie? No. <laughs> Probably not. Not at all. Because that was right before I started asking when that, how this movie's right, going to yeah. end. And then I went to high school, and I'm like, I still don't get where this movie's going to end. I like, figured it, it just end. it just introduced an entire new cast of supporting characters yep. with, like, background. 45 minutes left. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's cool, though. The first 20-ish minutes is the youngest version that we see of Sammy and his family. And um, I, the, Michelle Williams basically looks the same throughout. Paul Dano, they add gray to his hair throughout, yeah. but that's really it. And it, so this covers... 
don't know, how old is he in the first bit? Like eight or nine? Yeah, something like that. I would say about eight or nine. And then the time jump happens and he's a senior in high school. Yep. And then the last scene is an, a year after he graduates high school, essentially. Yeah, he's like a freshman in college, basically. Yeah. Um, and that's and that's the time frame. And those three ages are distinct. Um, but most of the movie you spend with them in Arizona. Uh, and that's the structure of the movie. Do we, do we want to start at the beginning? He goes to see The Greatest Show on Earth, and it yeah. sets up the Michelle Williams versus Paul Dano dynamic. Uh, the dad, Bert, is trying to explain literally what movies are, like how the projector is yep. working, how the moving images. He uses the term to this eight-year-old kid, like persistence of memory. Yep. <laughs> and then Michelle Williams tells him, movies are dreams you never forget. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that's just their dynamic. Yep, it's the perfect. Uh, yeah. Um, I remember one of my friends talking in his salutatorian speech about how every time he looks at a microphone, he thinks about how it works. And that and he's, that, he's a Bert. And in that mm-hmm. moment, I was like, I've never thought about that once because I'm <laughs> definitely Michelle Williams in, the, yes. like, in that uh, combo. But yeah, it was a really succinct way of just putting them back. Yeah. And like his dad, engineers versus yeah. dreamers, know, dreamers. <laughs> his dad like has a Wikipedia page. I didn't like. Yeah, look, no, he yeah. was actually an extremely successful computer guy. Yeah. So I don't know what the term is because I'm more of a Mitzi. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, um, and yeah, he really, really likes that Hugh Jackman movie. So yeah. I guess <laughs> it just made him want to make all these movies. Uh, there is also uh, when they finish the movie and they're driving home. Uh, this is in the trailer as well, which uh, when I watched the trailer originally and this shows up in the trailer, did make me cry. Um, when Mitzi asks young Sammy, like, what was your favorite part? Like that line yeah. just gets me. <laughs> Yeah, I guess one thing, an interesting entry point for this actually is the trailer, the poster especially, sets up this movie as sort of like a magic of making movies and Hollywood and stuff. And he doesn't get to Hollywood until the last five minutes of the movie. Um, He really only sees two movies in in there as well. Yeah, yeah, Grady Show on Earth and Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. Yeah, and the rest is just all his shit. It is about him making movies, but it's, it's a lot... Um, darker maybe would be the right word or it's a lot more about how um, he's like a, an alien semi-human who makes movies as his therapy yeah, um, because he can't relate to his family. Yep. <laughs> uh, I, which isn't exactly what the poster would have you no. think. <laughs> I remember you guys on an earlier episode, I don't remember if it was cut or not, so apologies if everyone listening if they don't get this, but I remember you complaining about people are talking about the Fablemans, oh, here's another Hollywood movie about Hollywood and everyone loves Hollywood, and yeah. you were just like, he doesn't it's not a Hollywood movie. Like nothing of it's a filmmaking yeah. movie, but it's not a Hollywood movie. It's not it's not subtle and it's probably pretty indulgent anytime you do make an autobiographical movie, but it is about how it's this is like a horrible curse that yep. ruined his relationship with his family. Yeah, and it's interesting. Um I think as somebody who I I, I made a lot of movies in high school not good movie you know not anything to the quality that he even probably made in the 60s in high school but yeah. like you know like your dumb little short films with your friends and your video production class and there was a real part of me that wanted to do film and i kind of got disheartened by a combo of uh not want like doing a project i really didn't want to work on that just kind of killed it for killed the buzz for me 
and which is your family's camping trip. I was going to say, which was funny because he had the family <laughs> camping trip one, uh, which like he was like, I don't want to do that. I want to do my passion project. And that was kind of like my senior final. I had to make a Coast Guard video, which I didn't really want to make. And I stood up for it because I was like, whatever, this will help people. And, you know, somebody they need this done. Mm-hmm. Like and I just made it. and It was terrible and I hated it and I delivered it late and I delivered it bad. And I feel bad that I delivered it that in that quality. And then I did our high school yearbook video, which was also bad <laughs> because I half asked it because I was too busy working on the Coast Guard video and didn't want to make either of them and feel bad about both of those things. And my thought was like, while watching this movie selfishly because I'm watching a self-indulgent film and thinking about myself while doing it. (laughs) Impossible not to. And uh, was thinking like, God, if I had seen like this movie at the time, I wonder if it would have sparked something of like a yeah. go do your own. Not that I want, not that I feel like, oh, I could be in Hollywood right now, but just kind of like I could be a YouTube editor right now. Or if but, you had an Uncle Boris exactly. to really yeah. tell you, here's what your life is going <laughs> to be. Tear, tear your clothes and sleep on the floor. Um, yeah, I um, the, the, the one moment that especially kind of crystallizes the disconnect for me is in the trailer and even on the poster, um, the monkey climbing up on Bert is played for like laughs. Yep. And on the poster, it's Paul Dano with the monkey on his shoulder. Yeah, like, and he's like, oh, and he's yeah. like smiling directly oh, at the shucks. camera. Yep. Like it's like fucking like a, Ross from Friends. Yeah, like a real monkey. BJ in the Bear situation. Yeah. Whereas in the movie, it's played as serious mental health emergency. <laughs> yep. This everything is about to go horribly wrong. Yep. And this is the obvious thing. And a then, mental health emergency where also she kind of is alluding to an affair. Yes. Like, <laughs> directly to her children saying, we're going to name him Benny. <laughs> the guy I cheated on. Just like everyone's stomach just drops. Yeah. And just like, uh-oh. Yep. Even even like the younger kids are like, woo, this is a... This is real bad. Yeah, can we go back to when you drove us into a tornado? That would be more. <laughs> yeah. I kind of want to bring up, like, they they show, like, lots of signs of her kind of, like, descending into madness without help or anything. And I kind of hate that the end is just, oh, she's fine. She found who she actually wants to be with. Don't need to go to therapy. Don't she need does to. go to therapy. Yeah. Does she actually? Yeah, I she has that scene where she stands, on the, she stands on the stool and goes, I started therapy. Oh, I completely forgot about that. Yeah. But, Okay, because it just kind of seemed <laughs> yeah. like they kind of threw it away. It's like, oh, she, it's fine. She's with her affair partner. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's also believable it's also that the, at least the 50s and 60s. Yeah, so. right. Where I don't yeah. know if therapists were a thing back then. You just keep beating it down. They were a thing, just, but like, then you gotta see them like in only, a back alley. only once they get to Northern California. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> therapists are like just keep beating down those feelings, then you'll yeah. be better. That's even what Mitzi says, which is maybe probably accurate for the time. I don't know. I wasn't in the room with her. But she says, like, therapists only tell you why you're feeling it. They don't actually change anything. Especially uh, back then for women. It's just, oh, it's it's just female hysteria. It's probably your yeah. time of the month. Exactly. Get yeah. Here. yeah. Give me $80. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's probably not wrong that it wasn't going to help that much. But she did need some help. Yeah. Bert needs some help. Everyone needed some help. Uh, besides uh, Uncle Boris, who seemed pretty self-possessed. Yeah. You know, he seemed like he knew what he was doing. Yeah. Um, Is this the Judd Hirsch kids part? Most here? sane character. We're going to jump <laughs> into Judd Well, let's... I think we're kind of like... Let's do... You want to talk about the kid stu- stuff? I don't more? know. Well, I don't, we, haven't really he gets a, we, haven't, he, we haven't talked about him getting his train set. And then train let's, set. let's actually go kind yeah. of chronologically. He sees the movie and then is having train crash nightmares that are exciting him and he doesn't really know why. Yeah. And then he gradually over seven days or eight days of Hanukkah gets one piece of a train set every mm. day. I thought that was great cute. sequence. Yep. Yeah. And it's a great like 
hack, like life hack for your parent to yep. like in that situation be like, <laughs> giving you oh, something that has eight parts. I'm giving you one gift, but you're gonna get it over seven days. Yep. Yeah. Um. And uh, so the cast is just the younger kids now, but the adults stay the same, including Bert's mom is played by the legendary Jeannie Berlin, uh, who's just great in this movie and like the three scenes that she's yeah, in. She's as as disapproving in law. <laughs> um, but anyway, I just wanted to mention the Jeannie Berlin's in this movie because it's the first Jeannie Berlin, but not last one that we'll do because we'll do Heartbreak Kids someday. That's a promise. <laughs> anyway, um, she gets the trains and crashes them when the adults aren't nearby. Yep. And, which, uh, which bothers the father because he's a mechanical person. Yes. He wants them to use the trains like normal. And he yes. doesn't want to break his toy. Yeah, that too. You'll te- you'll yeah. get these back when you learn to respect them. Or but, the, whatever. Yeah. but then the mom understands, like, I think you want to film this and you want to see it over and over again. Yeah, yeah. he needs to see them crash. That's my <laughs> Michelle Williams. Um, spot on. Yeah. And um, so she, when Bert's not there, she's like, don't tell your father. We'll film him. And I guess she wasn't actually there for the shoot because he does it a bunch of times, he says. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, this leads into, he gets the tape in the mail and there's the shot from the trailer that is, I guess, corny, but it really works for me where he's projecting it onto yeah. his hands. Uh, I read that that apparently was filmed later because uh, they didn't realize about it until like they were like watching like reels of it. And Steven Spielberg had like his hand up on there by accident. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we could do the, th- the, th- the hand thing in the yeah. film. And um, then he shows it to Michelle Williams in the closet. Mitzi. We're just going to say Mitzi. We're just say Michelle Williams every time. And uh, Michelle Williams, who won our Best Supporting Actress at the Ladies, despite the fact that she, of course, campaigned for lead, uh, we put her in supporting. So um, that scene obviously echoed later when he makes her watch the camping trip video in the closet. Yep. Yep. But you don't necessarily know that yet. Um, and yeah, I don't know. This is just great shit. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was a great way to show like how uh, films could like he he wants to understand yes. this more and like how he uses films to understand even just like his life. Yes. It's it's like there's something kind of broken about him and this is how he can understand and re- eventually relate to other people because he's not good at it in real life. Yep. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah. Bert gets promoted. He's going to move to Phoenix. Well, not promoted. He gets a new job, right? And he's going to move to Phoenix. Um, and Benny's not coming because... He's not a smart. No, because of course he's not. And this is like the first sign when you're like, well, Mitzi's really overreacting. Bert, maybe consider this a red flag. He's like very reasonably like, I just got hired. I can't like be like, and my best friend's coming too. (laughs) And she's like, I can't believe you. And then she brings the kids out into the tornado. He's your best friend. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. She brings the kids out into the tornado and you're like, oh, there's something very wrong here. (laughs) Um, Smash cut to the very funny scene that isn't played for laughs in the trailer where it's from the perspective of Sammy filming everyone in the car as they're on the way to Arizona and it keeps panning and eventually Seth Rogen pops into the frame <laughs> and you're like, yep, Benny's coming too. Yep. And then there's the time jump when they get to Arizona and we're only 22 minutes into the movie. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hard to build a bed during all of that stuff. No. I guess. <laughs> the little kid versions of the, of the children are good, I think. But again, it's only 20 ish minutes that they're in this. 
they, you know, they do a solid job for the time yeah. they have. Um, after watching the movie, watching it this time, I actually like, cause I saw it in theaters the first time, like pausing to take notes and stuff was like, wow, I thought that part was a lot longer in my mind. Um, cause it has a lot of the groundwork for stuff that's going to be echoed later or obviously themes that they're going to return to with Sammy and the way films work for him and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's really just 20 minutes. Yeah. And the rest of it, you're with Gabriel LaBelle. Uh, and I think it was the first of many times that in my own notes that no one else sees, I did a bit where I was like, that's whoever's music. Yeah, that's and this Gabriel was Gabriel LaBelle's music. <laughs> Eventually it gets to, you know, o- Oaks Fegley's music, <laughs> David Lynch's music. Uh, we'll get to Oaks Fegley, but I, I <laughs> it's was, not for another hour. <laughs> there was a time when I paused, when I paused, like, you know, she was like, oh, we gotta go to the bathroom. Okay. Pause. And it was on Amazon. So like they lived the whole names and I'm like, this kid got famous. And he probably had all these people, agents being like, hey, we're going to change your name and it's going to be like, you know, something. He's like, no, the world must know my name. Oates Fegley. <laughs> yeah, Oates Fegley is a weird name, but he's not here for another hour. Yeah. Um, you can just cut and put that bit in. Yeah, it's uh, it's him and the other Boy Scouts in Arizona. They're catching the baby scorpions, going to see Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. Uh, what do you guys think of these guys? Uh, I really like a fun crew. Yeah, they're yeah. fun. I like the fun. Group. It happens here and it happens in the war movie, but I like when they they're showing all the like little like um, DIY like ways to like get effects going, which I'm sure were things that he thought of when he was a kid or that he knew that other people did or something yeah. like that. Uh, they do that even when he's a little kid. We didn't mention that yeah. he's like, you know, wetting the toilet paper to make him look like mummies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but this like genuinely cool like ideas in this, especially yeah. like how to make like landmines or like explosions, yeah. poking yeah. the holes in the film to make yeah. like the guns uh, yeah. look more realistic. Yeah, and like the the engineering aspect of it is how he's relating to Bert. Mm. Yep. Yep. Bert's like, oh, that's that's brilliant. You're thinking like an engineer. Yeah, yeah. And now like, we gotta get you away from this hobby, and we yes. gotta get you towards work. <laughs> yep. That tension that keeps coming back. Paul Dano, mostly extremely supportive, yep. but still like always a tinge of like, and one day you'll do a real job. Yeah, a little, a little too practical, but yeah. yes, he just doesn't get it. Yeah. Paul Dano is a dad, so like, let's. Paul Dano's, I don't know how old, like thirty eight, thirty nine, yeah, I think, something like that. He's um, almost forty, I think. Yeah. Uh, so when this movie started, and I don't want to, I know we're still in the beginning, but when this movie first started, when they were the, like the little kids, I was like, okay believable Paul Dano dad and then they do the time skip and obviously they don't make him look much older and I'm like oh I'm really having trouble picturing Paul Dano as a dad um but whatever and then by the end of the movie I'm like I can't not picture Paul Dano as a dad anymore like now he's he's great he's got that good like oh shucks dad energy yeah and yeah he's I just checked he's 38 uh Williams is 42 he um there's a scene that happens in this kind of same sequence where uh so the mom we should probably talk about the mom dying unless i'm skipping too far ahead no it's around it's around there it's around there so michelle williams's mom dies and that's supposed to be like the the real catalyst of her mental um stability shall we say like uh, kind of like eroding a bit and there's a scene where there's a phone call and it's not really happening, but she picks it up and she hears her mother's voice through the phone. And in the background, Paul Dano's making the most Paul Dano face of all time. Yeah. Just that. 
oh, it's all over. <laughs> like, oh, this is bad. This isn't good. You know? yep. <laughs> just, just that, like, oh, my poor, like, it's like he's watching his house burn down. Mm-hmm. He's just like, oh, Paul Dano. He's very sad. <laughs> he's going, no, no, no. <laughs> it was supposed to be you and me, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> singing Alve Maria <laughs> into the phone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I knew that joke was going to come up. <laughs> 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 we got it. Um, and that's um, yeah. I, I love you know it's an easy sound design trick, but I still love that like when he picks up the phone, it's just a dial tone. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's post camping trip. If we want to talk about the camping oh, trip crap. too, yeah, I forgot about the camping trip. Yeah, when when because they get the warning, and then the next day the uncle comes. And then when yeah, he's up right. in the room with Sammy, he's like, oh, you don't want to make the thing that your daddy wants you to make. That's that right. was Irish. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to cut that out. This is horrible. It's just, I love you, man. Everything sounds like a lip. Slap at the pace. Yeah. Slap at the pace. <laughs> uh, the most timely references today on yeah. the pod. <laughs> it's a, that's 13 years old. It's fun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now I'm just thinking of... Paul Rudd doing weird voices and talking about Rush. Um, that slapped bass. Big time. Yeah. And he's telling this to Sammy. Yeah. yeah. The, the, Sammy. New, the new Tom Sawyer. Seth Rogen's still there. Seth Rogen, yeah. He's in this movie too. Um, the camping trip. The camping trip. They go on the camping trip. The dad starts a... Yeah. This probably all practical. One of the saddest uh, scenes in the whole movie for me was still the dad, dad starting a fire, which is, as a Boy Scout, a really hard thing to do. And, like, I get that he probably he just had... He makes a really good fire, I was going to say, he probably just had Flint and just yeah. see you. Um, but, yeah, that was a really impressive thing. And he's doing the real sad, like almost introvert thing that I suffer and like empathize with so much where like everyone else is having a great time it's over happening. there. Yeah. 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 Like, it's going like, yeah, I was real sad. This it's really exciting yeah. thing. That's only exciting to me and not you. <laughs> yeah. I lo- there's a line in there that's, it's not like played as a joke or anything because that no one's listening to him when he says it, but as the kids are getting up and leaving, he's like talking about triangles. He's like, there's a lot of history to this shape. <laughs> <laughs> he's running away. He's like, Oh, the pyramids. Yep. <laughs> People are just gone because Benny's doing a bit with a tree. Yep. <laughs> um, uh, I should mention uh, this movie features people named Ben and Sam. Yeah, uh, that's true. I didn't thought. even think about that. <laughs> just no a- Mike's a breeze, though. Uh, <laughs> no. No. You'd think once they get to California, there would be, but no. No. <laughs> um, yeah. Probably a good time to talk about the the campfire scene at night where they're doing the song and then Seth Rogen does his like dirty version of the song Yep. that I think Seth Rogen at first you don't realize what he's doing and I don't think I'm giving him too much credit because you know Spielberg's a pretty good director so I think yep. this part's intentional. Um, Seth Rogen is very specifically not that funny. Yep. <laughs> Just to the point where you can pick up on it's weird how funny Mitzi thinks he is yep. because that wasn't that, that funny. funny. <laughs> and it's kind of playing against his general like leading man of many comedies yep. status that he's kind of just like the amount of funny that a family friend is. Yep. <laughs> That is like the fun uncle, but yeah. he's not actually professionally a funny person. Yeah, mm-hmm. And probably like 
like funny with like a crutch where he keeps coming back to the same jokes or something yeah. like or the same bits. Like when they're screening the camping video later, he's like, "Only you could prevent forest fires." And Misty's like, "Okay, not right yeah, now. yeah, <laughs> so, yeah." Like, like yeah. <laughs> there's there's time like the jokes don't always land. Yep. Yeah, that's a great example because like that is like the perfect thing for like he's like, oh, I got to make this. I got a perfect you know line yeah. to sing him with, and it was like, oh, that wasn't the right moment. Yeah, no one, no one's in that vibe. She's right having here. a moment. You can't tell the the camera's is, is focusing yeah. on her and the music's swelling. Shut up. Um, so one of the weirder things that you'd ever see in a movie that is autobiographical about someone's mom is that scene in the camping trip where she's dancing in front of the headlights. Yep. Uh, yeah, seeing that there's like, holy shit, they're just, they're going for it. Yep. Um, that's a great scene. It's, a it's great crazy. Scene. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that's probably cause I'm really dumb. That's probably the first scene that I realized that, uh, Seth Rogen at least has a slight thing for his mom because like, they're all trying to cut and you're like, well, surely Seth Rogen when like the daughter, when that woman's daughter is like, Hey, close your eyes. And he's like, nah, <laughs> I want to see this. <laughs> Uh, that whole scene's crazy. Everyone's reactions are crazy. Yep. Um, the f- yeah, the fact that uh, Julia Butters, who plays Reggie, the daughter with the bangs and glasses, mm-hmm. yep. she was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yep. as the little girl that acts with Leo in a few scenes. Yep. Um, and I, th- I think she's really good in this. In in small, uh, it's a small-ish role. But I think all the sisters, besides the youngest one, do feel like they're a really big part of this movie. Even if you like counted their lines, they're probably not that much. Oh, the littlest girl says, Mommy got a monkey, though. And it was great. <laughs> great line read True. from that little girl. <laughs> yeah, right. And in that character's defense, she is a baby until like the yeah, last exactly. third of the movie. Yeah. Um, but uh, the this whole bit where she's like trying to like block the view of yep. Michelle Williams while she's dancing and then going to each person... And she's like, why are you filming this to Sammy? And she's like, dad, you got to stop this. And Dana's just like, come sit down. (laughs) And then, yeah, with Uncle Benny, he's just like, yeah, I'm going to watch this. (laughs) Okay. And the way everyone's reacting to it with such like solemn (laughs) respects. Yeah. uh, Just a really weird moment. And I keep saying weird and I feel like that's normally derogatory, but I think it's a fairly in a literal sense, pretty incredible scene. Mm -hmm. Weird. If you were in that, in the moment. Yes. And then it, after seeing the reactions of everyone's faces, it goes back to Julia butters and you can see, she's just like clearly like the first person to clock. There is something very wrong with this Mm -hmm. family and no one's talking about it. And this is like a long time before the family actually does kind of break up. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's already like very worried at this point, uh, which I think is a great note that I don't know if I picked up on quite so much of what she was doing throughout the movie. The first time I saw it, cause it is a smaller part, but you can track it from her really. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's comic, but it's also like pretty messed up. <laughs> just in like a <laughs> if parenting sense. I don't know. <laughs> If I remember correctly, I know like Spielberg had this idea for this movie since like 2001, like early 2000s. Yeah, he didn't make like, it while his parents were alive. Yeah, <laughs> he was, well, no, his dad lived until 2020. He was just like no, 103. No, uh, oh, I think 2019. Yeah, or something like that. 
but he had the idea, but it did not actually get made until his no. dad yes. passed away. Uh, but I think his sister was helping him write it or something at that, yes. like way early on. And then like he was just like, I'm not too happy about this. And he was also super embarrassed, like he would hurt his parents' feelings. Yeah. Uh, and his wife and his mom didn't die until like 2010 or something like that. Yeah, they his, both lived a, while, a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah, his dad especially was his dad. Like yeah, his dad was like 103. Yeah. and died I think in like 2020. Yeah, or something. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, but I think it's uh, like. It seemed like his sister probably had like a big input, and I think that was his sister, the one that would help him write. <laughs> probably, yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, I know, like some of the press tour he did with it, he was doing interviews with his sisters, um, and like talking about it. And I know they, I think that one was the most involved in the actual like writing, um, or at least like the story and like bouncing ideas. But yeah. I know all of the sisters at least were like aware of what he was doing <laughs> while he was doing it. And, you know, involved in some way in the process, um, which is probably for the best. I guess that was an okay line for him to approach. But yeah, it, the, yeah, I mean, his parents don't like, they, they don't come across as saints in this movie and no one's perfect and stuff, but no, I can understand uh, yeah. having some pause about putting this out while they were still able to yeah, see it. I feel like that would be <laughs> tough, especially like his dad, like it's clear that his dad is at least like kind of holding him back in some senses and he's literally exposing his mother's mental trauma like on screen, yeah so. that, that's an interesting thing that happens while watching this movie is if you just watch it as a story it's fine but it's kind of impossible to separate it from spielberg and him pretty early in the movie when when bert's like can you just make this and he's like no i'm making a world war ii movie yeah it's your war and it's like they, they don't really put a fine point on it, but the way he's framing it, it's your war. Like he wants to connect with his dad on this thing. Yeah. You know, in real life, Steven Spielberg has made multiple World War II movies. <laughs> yep. um, and so like that, obviously there's some charge to that for him. Yep. Um, and so it's just hard to not think about the, that kind of thing. Yep. While you're watching sure. the movie. Um, so they get back from the camping trip. She gets that phone call. And here comes Boris. Yep. <laughs> Judd Hirsch parachuting in for less than 10 minutes to yep. get an uh, to get an Oscar nomination. Yeah, he kills it, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a great scene. I yeah. I did want Dano to be nominated for supporting, but yeah. Uh, I mean, Judd Hirsch is amazing in this part. It's crazy cuz like so I know Judd Hirsch mostly from being a very practical straight man, you know, like over like I've seen I've seen a weird amount of taxi. <laughs> Um, and sure. uh, for my for my age group, <laughs> and we all saw ordinary people. Yeah, we all saw ordinary people. His other Oscar nom. Yeah. Uh, and uh, but it just to me like when I see okay, we got Judd Hirsch coming in as an eighty eight year old man or wherever he was yeah. when he filmed this, and it's like he's gonna be grandfather. And in your in my brain watching this, I'm like, okay, we're gonna get curmudgeonly old Judd Hirsch. That is not what we got. <laughs> we got Judd Hirsch swinging for the fences. No. <laughs> I think and, and, hit, and, and getting pretty crisp contact on that. Too. I think it's the longest time between nominations because he got yeah. nominated for Ordinary People, years. so it's forty-two. Uh, it's years. about uh, eighty. Was uh yeah. yeah so forty-two. You got it. Yeah. Um, swinging for the fences, indeed. Yep. It's 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 an incredible performance. Mm -hmm. yeah. That yeah, I guess if he's in the movie for more than eight minutes, maybe it does great after a while. But yeah. um, great as in you know, be caustic, not yeah. as like. He does great, yeah. um, <laughs> but there's a great scene and, and he's, there's a couple of scenes, but really the showpiece is him in Sammy's room while they're getting ready for bed. Mm -hmm. And Sammy's like excited to talk to him. Cause this is a guy who did work in the movies and he's very much from a, the early version of Hollywood when it was still like a blue collar thing that people who worked there were basically looked at as carnies. Yep. 
Um, and you can scream on set and all that. Yeah. <laughs> While filming, you can just shout as loud as you like. Yes, exactly. Um, and uh, yeah, this whole showpiece is him, Sammy, being like, oh, yeah, my dad wants me to make this stupid camping trip uh, yeah. video, but I want to work on my thing. And Hirsch just immediately clocks, oh, yeah, no, you don't want to do that. Yeah. You, want, you want to follow your stuff. You don't give a shit about that. <laughs> you love them, but, but you love this more. more yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it's a uh, red letter media recent and some recent videos have talked about um, blocking in business yep. and blocking is like where the people are in the scenes and the business is like what they're doing and when they're moving around and like, it's how you make scenes interesting. People aren't just like standing still and talking to each other. Mm. They're like moving around. They're picking up stuff. They're eating, they're doing whatever. Yeah. And this this scene is all blocking in business. <laughs> yep. Cause, yeah, because they're just in a small room. It's two people in a small room, but yep. like Judd Hirsch is like stalking him around the room and like yep. grabbing his face and yep. ripping his mm-hmm. shirt and stuff. Yep. And, yeah. It's just great shit. There's so, there's so many good lines in here, but yeah, it's so good. And of course, you know, the you know, family art. art and rip, yeah. your, rip your heart and apart and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> It'll rip out your heart. Yep. Um, and then he sleeps on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> I had said before that. It was, I was just like, your grandmother, Terry shirt and <laughs> yeah, sleep on the floor. I, I, I had said before that I was like, I was like, man, the thought of an 88 year old man sleeping on a twin bed, like just, it makes me hurt. And he's like, I'm sleeping on the floor. And, and like, you are too. And you are too. Because your grandmother died. <laughs> Rip your shirt. Yeah. Considering yeah. he probably did that scene more than once on a scale of zero to Hulk Hogan, where do you think uh, Judd Hirsch is on the ripping shirts off? Uh, pantheon <laughs> i think be- because the punchline of that bit where he starts like bawling yep. and he tears his shirt and sammy comes over and he's like whoa what the and then he immediately cuts into i'm mourning haven't you ever seen anyone grieve before yep. um and he's just like right out of it yeah. it's so funny it is <laughs> it's so funny it also sets him on a course for the rest of his life and it's you know all this stuff it's it's good writing tony kushner is a good writer you should yep. get an academy award something <laughs> So Judd Hirsch parachutes back out of the movie. Yep. They, never to be seen again. Never to be seen again. He he does that thing where he's pointing at him and he does that with his hands pulling apart. And that's uh, him pointing is one of the shots that was used a lot by press and publicity photos during uh, like award season uh, for this movie. It was that. And it was uh, Sammy looking during the World War II sequence. Yeah. Um. Through Although, the camera. Like they if they needed a shot of Judd Hirsch from this movie, there's not they only have like five minutes of it to do. So yeah, might as well do that want, one. They it was, probably don't it want was, him sitting there with a ripped shirt. Yeah. <laughs> so. It was him pointing and him sitting on the bed with a pre-ripped shirt yeah. were the two like publicity photos of Judd Hirsch they used for this movie. There was a really nice moment when Bert's telling him he has to edit it where Sammy's like, No, I got this stuff going on. Yeah. And Bert's telling him, like, you don't be so selfish. Like, yeah. And then he eventually is just like, I, something's wrong. I don't know what to do. Can you help me? Yeah. And uh, it's just like the realization from Sammy's part of like, oh, my parents are like real people. And the stuff that I'm doing, like, eventually I do need to actually help other people, too. Yeah. And that's just growing up. Yep. <laughs> uh, I think everyone remembers when they realized their parents were real people that might need help. Uh. Freaks yeah, you out. It does actually. <laughs> yep. It's a real existential crisis on your <laughs> part. You're like, oh my god, I have been a very selfish person for the last however many years you've been alive. 
Yep, that was two weeks ago, so it's been really drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Mine happened only a few years ago. So. Yeah. <laughs> and then this leads right into Sammy editing the camping trip, uh, which leads to him discovering, and then I wrote, that's Benny's music, um, because he's seeing all the Benny stuff with yeah. uh, with uh, Mitzi, and it freaks him out. He does like... Um, uh, Joaquin Phoenix seeing the alien and signs on TV and like jumping backwards thing from the screen. He does almost the same thing. <laughs> um, and yeah, then he's just really kind of shitty to, to Mitzi and Benny for the next several scenes. Kind of, I was going to say kind of overly shitty. It, it gets yeah, lost in the fact that they, he's, he's, he's what, like 16? Yeah, I guess. 17 here? But like, <laughs> the one that always kills me is Seth Rogen just going to him for a hug. <laughs> just like, and He oh. just walks by him. Yeah. Just, he goes, like, oh, Mr. DeMille, yeah. good job. And he just blanks him. Yep. <laughs> and he, he's, he's just sort of done the brush off to his mom, too. Mm-hmm. And then the, the other sisters come over. And they're like, well, Mitzi's leaving with Betty. And Sammy's just like. <laughs> mad, mad mugging him. It's time to talk about the slap. Not it's quite. Zachary, not quite. Zachary the, uh, Quinto. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't slap kids. It <laughs> never works. Nope. It's not good. Um, well, before all that happens is the actual, we're talking about the aftermath of the screening, but the yeah. filming of the World War II oh, sequence yeah, yeah. and then the screening of the World War II sequence. Yep. Um, and the really amazing scene, which is I think the first time where, like, where I'm thinking of Gabriel Abel doing a really good job as an actor um, when he's explaining the motivations to the kid who in real time realizes that he's being asked to act. Yep. And then they're both getting like too into it and Sammy's putting his own stuff into it. Yep. And the kid's like really picturing how he would feel emotionally. Yeah. And they're both like holding back tears yep. yeah. and like trying to be like tough guys about it. Yep. Um, and this whole sequence is incredible. Yeah. I love, I loved the kids like getting up and running. Yes. Cause it's like such a, anybody who's made any level of film has had to do something like that. Yeah. Like just some screwy. Okay. Like I need to, like, I only have four people here and we gotta <laughs> make it see, you know, we, we make gotta, it seem yeah. like a hundred people are dead yeah. in this valley. Um, or yeah. And anything like that. So like, the minute they got, I think I literally said out loud, "Oh, this is great!" Because like I, I definitely not to the scale that it is in this movie, but yeah, I've definitely had a scene where it's like I'm going to rotate the camera here, and then you have to run behind me immediately <laughs> and not make enough noise that the camera picks it up. Yeah, this is the good shit. Um, and it's just that like incredible gut punch of the kid keeps the walking, kid so, yeah. yeah, and then when it cuts to him, you see he's just been sobbing, basically. Yeah. Oh man, that's, that, that got me. Gets yeah, that got me, especially because when that scene started, I'm like, okay, this is going to be the classic. Uh, Sammy's yeah, going to be like goofy. Almost. Yeah, it's like Sammy's going to be explaining it, and he's going to care too much, and the other kid's going to hit him with it. It's just, like we're just having fun, dude. Like, calm down, like because it seems like that's what they're yeah. leading. Because it is basically a little bit of a swerve. But like, yeah, it's a big kid. He looks jockey. You know, like he looks like yeah, he's too cool for school. Just up like an athlete the, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, he looks too cool for school up to that point. And then yeah, he like you said, and I think it's it's a little bit of a, like a self indulgence probably from Spielberg. I'm assuming this is coming from something that act- he actually did when he was younger. Yeah. Maybe not to the this level but it's a little bit like yeah i got that like I can, <laughs> if i need to i can pull that out at any time because i had it when i was 13 yeah. <laughs> there's definitely a couple scenes like that where yeah. he's just like "Ooh, can't wait to commit this to screen yep <laughs> um and then the the screening where there's a couple really interesting things that happen but the uh i think it's one of the trailer shots of once the movie ends and uh bert and mitzi and benny turn around and paul dano's doing like the clapping while yeah. he's nodding and then it cuts to Dano and Williams and he like leans in 
and she immediately turns to Benny and the camera gets pulled over yep. and Dano's cut out of the frame. Um, yeah, I mean, like, it's not subtle stuff, but it's it's really effective. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the first of a couple times during a screening that you see Sammy just, like, staring daggers at someone yeah. looking for their reaction specifically. And I think it's a little unclear. It seems like from the eyelines, he might be looking at Benny, actually, or Michelle Williams, probably. But uh, yep. it's just cool. It happens later at the prom, too, and it's it's really good yep but yeah the aftermath etc the slapping scene before the swim test you want yep. to talk about it yeah. well i loved the intro line where they give they ha- it's great it's great uh sibling banter someone who doesn't have a sibling it's great sibling banter <laughs> and uh it's just like the it's like oh and then you gotta put your arm around um his chest and then like one of the other sisters like or her chest and she's like and the other sister's like not him he'd never put his arms on a girl's boobies <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like well maybe if you grow some i'll let you know or something <laughs> <laughs> like fryer's roast halfway. yeah yeah it's like speaking of boobies if you ever grow any we'll have a party yeah um, yeah that was it <laughs> yeah it's uh it's great sibling banter but then he totally have you guys seen i think you should leave Yes. I'm not all of it, but he totally turbo teams Michelle Williams (laughs) where she like everyone's making jokes and she starts making a joke and he's like, no, No, this is serious. No, no. People die every year. You're not on the turbo team until you're on the turbo team. Walk slowly. Um, You're trying to feed me food. I'm going to drown now. Yeah. I can't eat this food. I'm going to die. And again, Reggie clocking what's happening. He's like, stop yelling at her. (laughs) And one thing I didn't notice when I was watching the movie the first time, and again, I mean, she's asked to do kind of the most explicit explainy stuff is Julia Butters in the movie playing Reggie. But while he, at the beginning of this scene, when he starts yelling at her, she's just going like this. (laughs) She's like, oh, right. Yeah. And you're, and you totally get like, oh, this isn't the first time they've been yelling at each other recently. Yeah. Uh, but then, yeah, the slap. It's it's slap. so it's so specific. This has to have been what actually exactly happened. Yeah, because yeah. it's a slap in the center of, of his, his back. back. Right. Yeah, almost, almost like a wrestling crazy slap, mark. like almost like like a Walter esque. Like, <laughs> yeah. just do you want the sound? <laughs> so, and then the mark, and then the crowd could go, like, "Ooh, that's he actually hit him." So she gives him the ten beats of the Bowery. Yeah, the sisters are counting. Three, four, five. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this seems pretty like indescribable too. Because like, wow, this must have been really painful for Spielberg, even seventy years later to film. Yep. Um, when it's she goes into his room, and he's like, "You've been after saying you've been such a little shit to me." Yeah. Slaps in the back, and uh, and she's in the room. She's like, "Just talk to me." Just yeah. like, "What's going on?" He's and like, he can't. "He can't." Yep. He fucking can't. He makes her go back in the closet to watch a movie again. That explains. I'm, watching, I'm picturing Steven Spielberg like asking for a glass of juice from his mom, but he has to film. Like, he has to film an entire juice process first and show it to her. Yeah. <laughs> like here is like someone taking taking an apple from a tree. Like he filmed, He spends two days filming just to ask for one glass of juice. And uh, what are you trying to tell what me? What are you trying Steve? to tell me, Sammy? <laughs> He, yeah, that whole scene's fucking incredible. I love the choice to not show what she's seeing, to just hold on Michelle Williams's face. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just like really tough stuff that yeah. she like crawls out and is like really pathetically like trying to pull, yeah. just unplug it, you yeah. know? 
Um, but yeah, yeah, the the sort of thought process to just fucking pull it out of the wall instead yeah. of turn it off. Yeah, like there was like that thought of like anyone who's in like that actually cares about their equipment, just like, ooh, don't do that. And then I'm thinking, oh, I wonder if he was thinking, oh, don't do that, or just this moment's too Yeah, I feel like I don't care, just whatever. It's yeah, probably one time's probably not gonna hurt at them. And um I like how it's not, you know, I don't know. I don't want to overstate, but like the writing in the movie I really enjoy. Yeah. I like that he's he's not mad. He's not doing it accusatorily. No. It was he's almost just, like it almost feels like it's off his chest finally. It's yes, like I didn't yeah. know how to do this. You're screaming at me. I have it right here. Just let's get it yes. done. And, and he's not like trying. It's not like he's trying to guilt trip her. No, he's immediately like, like I'm not, I'm not gonna tell anyone. And she yeah. can't, she can't even respond. And they're just sitting yeah. there on the floor. Um, yeah, just uh, uh, there's a couple interviews where the actors say that like sometimes Spielberg would yell cut, and you'd see that he's just like crying. Yeah, like ooh, that must have been a weird filming process. Yep. Like, I mean, yeah. they all speak really glowingly about it, but yeah. still like. There's like the guy, right? If you're yep. a young actor, you're like, oh, this is the guy. Yep. Um, so, but it's just kind of crazy. Um, I just want to say briefly, because it's this scene, one of the only line reads in this movie, I think the acting is phenomenal. In this I'll, movie. I'll, I yeah, I'll just that. state plainly, I think yeah. Michelle Williams is wonderful. Yes. I was going to say, Gabriel Lebray is one of my favorite performances from last year. For yeah, I agree. We, he, we, we got him in the latest. Yeah. Good, good. He's in the and he is amazing. And like, I literally can't think of a performance in this movie that I don't like. Uh, but the line read that uh, Gabriel LaBelle has on disrespect when she's like, you've been being, you know, you've been showing me nothing but disrespect. And he goes, disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> and it made me laugh a little bit. And I was like, I can't believe they kept that line, but or that line read specifically. Yeah. But but again, the rest of it's fun. Fine. It's just the way he said yeah, that it. One, just yeah. killed me. That was weird. And I think this this might be getting into giving it too much credit territory, but he's he is being like kind of performatively angry. Yeah. Yes. So, so it's, yeah, me. it's I hadn't thought really about it natural. from that angle. Yeah. <laughs> and again, maybe that is giving it too much. It might be. Because it's sort of the same tone he uses when I've got a monkey at home that's <laughs> yeah. smarter than you. Yeah, that's um, true. That's a great line, though. Yes, it is. You're that's a rule Semitic of, asshole. That's a, rule of, that's a rule of cool line if I've ever heard one before. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you think of that line, you write it down, you never take it out. You never take it out. I know that's near the end, but I loved that scene. Yeah, we'll get there. That's uh, that just, that was, yeah, we did a thing for like favorite scenes of the year, and that was the one I cited from oh, this movie. So good. That's also when we were in the middle of that scene. I, I don't want to skip ahead to it. We were in the middle of that ski, scene. I literally just said to her, this is awesome. <laughs> like, like, I'm just like, it was like while he was punching the the other kid, I'm like, I'm like everyone's killing it in this movie. In this scene, yes, right now. that 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 scene is what elevated that this movie to my favorite of the year. But we're not even in California we're yet. I'm yeah. <laughs> yep, sorry. Bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. That's just a teaser. That's, That's a teaser. Cool. But yeah, now now they kind of understand each other. Yep. And then it's we already talked about it, but. Uh, no, we didn't talk about this. This is after the screening because they don't know why he's mad at them yet at the screening. Um, and to, yeah. Then it goes right into the last Rogan scene at the camera store and then on the street outside, which is Rogan's really fucking good in this yeah, movie. Oh God, yeah. Especially like you were talking about. I hadn't even thought about it until now, but it is hard to take a person who is actually extremely funny and make them funny, but not really funny. Like, like civilian like, funny. Yeah, civilian. yeah. Or like how like an uncle is funny when you're a kid. Yeah. Yes. And now, yeah, now Sammy's in high school and thinks that his mom is having an emotional affair with this guy. Yep. Doesn't really want anything to do with him. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, him turning on the kind of serious tone 
and doing the like it'd be really interesting to see a movie with Seth Rogen in this mode. He doesn't make a ton of movies anymore. He's more behind the camera yeah. and producing. Um, but this whole scene is incredible in, yeah. and he's still kind of doing like the thing yeah. with the camera. And then when they're he outside, did funny and just, people, I guess that's probably, uh, that's the, Steve probably Jobs. the closest. Oh, right? he's in Steve jobs. But he's, he's fucking great. at Steve yeah. Jobs. <laughs> I love that movie. So they leave Seth Rogen behind, but the, yeah, the end of that scene where he does like, you know, the trailer line, if you stop making movies, it'll break your mother's heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can be mad at me, but she doesn't think, what, that least think what you want about me, kiddo. I believe yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, but not, don't be mad at her. She doesn't yeah. deserve that. Least of all from you. Mm-hmm. And he says like, I'll pay you $35 for it. And Rogan's just so fucking charming here. Yeah. He's like, you drive a hard bargain kid. And then he does like the really serious hug. And when he comes out, you see his, he doesn't have the money he in his hand anymore. He does a little pat on his... Yeah. 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 Oh, that scene was very good. And then yeah. he's driving away and he says, keep the chain. Yep. Keep the chain. <laughs> and then you don't see him again, and lo- I'm very say, sad about that. A Pick lot picture of, rap, but what a great... Oh, we see a yeah. picture of him with Michelle yeah, Williams. Yeah. But. A lot of characters in this movie <laughs> stop being in the movie after they're in cars driving away. <laughs> you see, yeah. And it directly goes to this... this, this That happened after... Bert told them we're moving to California yes. and Benny's not coming. Yeah. Um, and they go and they're in the car and Paul Dano's like, we got everybody gets a bedroom yeah. and yeah. And Benny's not here and stuff. And Michelle Williams is sad. <laughs> and he, he has the thing. He's like, I, I have had a dream, dream. where I punched him right in the face. <laughs> I had a dream I punched him right in the nose. <laughs> and what do you think that's it. about? <laughs> And you're waiting for there to be another line, and he's just like, "Isn't that funny?" <laughs> I assaulted our friend Benny. And then obviously Michelle Williams needs to get out of the car. Mitzi runs up the hill, and there's another great scene of just like you know, Sammy. Dano's like, "Let's give her a minute." And Sammy's like, "Well, like I know what's going on, so I'll be the one to go talk to her." Uh, him like becoming more of an adult and like actually treating his parents like something closer to on the same level. Mm. Um, great work for Michelle Williams in this like breakdown scene. Yeah. I like that. She just has a cowboy hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at the saddest hell just in a cowboy. Hat. Yeah. Her, her line about like how hard it is to be married to a guy. That's that nice. Mm-hmm. He kills with such kindness. Yep. Uh, if I, you know, if I yell at him, he buys me a dress or yep. whatever. Um, and uh, she yeah, says the line, and Sammy's like, well, okay, what's going to happen now? Yeah. She's like, well, I'm going to keep being your mom. I'm going to see, like, he's the most decent man. I'm going to stay married to him, and we're just going to see what happens. See what happens. <laughs> It'll probably be fine. So they get to a horribly anti-Semitic Northern California. Yep. <laughs> it's interesting, because it's, again, a movie you're thinking, oh, it's about Hollywood. They're finally going to California, yep. but, like, you you know, ever like Seth Rogen literally has that line. It's like everyone it was like, cause it's like, I'm not going to make movies. He's like, everyone makes movies in California. Yeah. But this is the Northern part. And, uh, I think, you know, you don't see a lot of movies about like lots of California is very conservative actually. Yeah, Fresno. Um, and well, I don't know if Fresno yeah. is politically. Bakersfield. Like, there's a lot of Northern like Sacramento areas that people don't go on vacation in those, yeah. in those cities necessarily. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so they found one of the anti-Semitic <laughs> hotbeds. Oh, uh, Fresno. I don't know. I just yeah. keep, I'm just going to dunk on Fresno. Pretty quickly, they're going to school. 
everyone I do like that everyone is so much taller than all of them it's both good that there is so much taller and they do have a throwaway line like like oh, is everyone like a sequoia here or yeah, something like land, that we feel like we got dropped into the land of the giant sequoia people yeah but yeah no it, it, it works because it immediately puts him on the back foot he's been a popular kid that's been friendly with his peers and stuff had a very good solid friend group that helped him make movies he hasn't made any movies since the Mitzi Benny stuff yep um, and that they don't make such a fine point of that, but you'd like, you're seeing that he's not doing anything with cameras. Yep. Um, and he's immediately being bullied by yep. anti-Semites. Yep. Uh, Oaks Fagley's there Oaks. In, the, in his first scene. He says, I'm going to murder you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he, he puts a, he hangs a bagel in his, in his, uh, in his locker. How'd he fit it through the crack? In the- <laughs> I did not know that it was an anti-Semitic thing. I had no idea what the correlation with bagels and Jewish people were at first. Uh, <laughs> Interesting. Yep. I had no idea. We can explain You're it You're just later. too pure. Oh, no. I, uh, Sam did explain oh, it, but okay. I was just like, what, is, what does this mean? I'm like, oh, that's bad. He's doing it bad. It's bad. Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Very bad. Don't do it. Yeah. Like, if like, you did that now, you'd get so canceled, you get sent to the yes. sun. They start... Everyone starts calling him a slur, yep. which he says, please don't call me, but, but eventually everyone at prom is chanting it briefly. Yeah. Not cool. Very bad. Don't do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Dexy calls him a couple of slurs in this first yeah, scene. Um, yeah, the K word's in there. Yes, it is. And uh, yeah. And he's like, uh-oh. Well, I, I see what my, the rest of this year is going to be. Um, he, it's not clear like timeline wise, but it's, some time is passing. They're still bullying him. Yep. He sees the popular kid making out with a redhead in the yep. stairwell. Mm-hmm. After, uh, and then after that, he runs into them and the popular kid's actual girlfriend is there and he tells her, you know, after Oaks Fagley's trying to make him apologize for killing Christ. Yep. (laughs) An Adam Sandler joke from like 2004. Yeah, I'm mad that that actually kind of popped me a little bit. Like he's like the witness delivery on apologize for killing our Lord or something like that. I was like, damn it. (laughs) Yep. And, uh, Yeah. He doesn't. No. Good. Good. I, 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 it's funny because Spielberg's making the movie about himself, but it's funny. It's like, and I did stand up for myself. Yeah. I, yep. I did tell give them girlfriend. a one, two. I'm not going to apologize for that, but maybe your boyfriend should apologize for making out with that redhead a half hour ago. Yep. <laughs> to uh, which I yell, ooh. Yep. <laughs> Claudia runs away. Claudia's girlfriend. And uh, Sammy's immediately like, oh, I'm about to get very punched. Yes. <laughs> and he is. If, yep. Until you've been in that place in your war, in your life where you've said something fucked up and you see the person turn around with heat in their eyes, you never, it, it seems like stupid. It's like, well, of course he shouldn't say that. Of course he's going to get punched. I've been in my life a couple of times. I'm lucky I've never been in a fight, <laughs> but I have been punched before. That's <laughs> just because I didn't fight back. It wasn't a fight. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there have been times in my life where I've done something because I thought this is funny or I'm not in control of my emotions right now. And then yeah. you do it. And then you see that person that's much bigger than you turn around. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was, that uh, was what happened here. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, and this is basically the whole high school sequence starts a little over an hour from the end of the movie. And, uh, you're, you're just with them. And there's this whole yeah. cast of characters. And then the next day he's like, you have to apologize. Tell her you made it up. And then there's that great scene. <laughs> At the library? Uh, yes. Oh, of, what uh, a great scene. Claudia and Monica. Monica is played by Chloe East, who you don't realize at the beginning of this scene is about to be the best part of many of the next <laughs> scenes. Um, and again, it's just what we said in the ladies episode. It's this whole sequence where you remember, oh, yeah, Spielberg's probably the 
best at getting really high level performances out of child actors yeah. ever <laughs> to exist. Um, and it's, and so he does. Yeah, you're not kidding. She gets introduced to this scene, and you're literally like, she's like, just like, oh, the friend of this girl who's yeah, going to be I was more. Literally important. at the beginning, like, I guess the, you have the friend here so that she can deliver the specific line. She was up all night crying, yeah. and then I'm like, why do you even have you know, like, what's going on? Like, it's literally like, a, okay, we have this. I literally paused it at that point for some reason and thought, I wonder if the second girl's even famous because I don't know who she is. Yeah, and then Claudia's like, oh, Monica, she's hot for Jesus. Yeah. Yes. And you're like, what, the hell's, what are we doing here? Yeah. She's got a raging girl boner for for Jesus Christ. We don't say that anymore. <laughs> but then it actually was a fetish. <laughs> it totally was. <laughs> um, and she, best shot in the movie. Oh, we'll get to it. And they're like, he's Jewish. Yeah. She's oh. like, whoa, you don't say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ever since I've been circumcised. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great line. A great return line. Yeah. And it works. It um, worked. And Monica's like, maybe you, you want to come by and pray. And and uh, so Gabriel LaBelle in awkward teen mode is so good. Oh, God. And he's like, yeah, maybe like, uh, what are you thinking? Like today? Yeah. And, and then it cuts to them in her shrine room. Yep. It is extreme. He's also extremely believable, awkward teen room guy or awkward teen room, awkward teen guy. Yeah. Um, but like also that believable, like you see, it's like it's like you know that Gabriel LaBelle's had like three girlfriends, and I don't get it. And you're like, I don't know, he's attractive and he's like, he's weird, but he's got like something. He's got the juice. <laughs> he's got the juice. You can't. Put he does your really. On it. He's really good at being a kid who's awkward, but still got the juice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe it comes natural to him. I don't he's know. he's kind of a smartass. Yeah, <laughs> he really is. He's very self confident <laughs> about not about volleyball. No, he's really about bad at volleyball. <laughs> Um, and, uh, yeah, that, that scene is just a great lesson in escalation of a joke where yep. you're seeing all, like all the photos and, <laughs> and then, so it, then the camera moves to look at her bed and she has like the lit up heart <laughs> around. Lit up the shot of them the like in the heart is so good. <laughs> yes. It's incredible. And then this whole scene is, it's probably the funniest scene in the movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and it's so good. And again, you're like, an hour and a half into the movie, we're introducing a new flavor. Yeah. <laughs> and it's her whole bit about like, like, come into me, Jesus. Yeah. So he's just like freaking out. Like, out about himself. I love he crosses himself across twice because he doesn't know what yes. to do. Yeah, after she kisses him and he's just like stupefied and he doesn't know what's going on. I do like the force. She's like, he, she forces him to cross himself. Yeah, she does yes. first. Yeah, and then. She's oh, like, you got to loosen so up. And she's like shaking his arms yeah. out and stuff. And then they're making out. And then they go and then they're, they're on the bed and there's like, I caught it this time, maybe in the movie theaters too. But he lays down and then she jumps on top of him. Yep. And for like a half a second, you see his face and he's just got like the biggest, dumbest <laughs> smile on. And I then did miss that. I'm sorry. The, 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 I guess, reaction shot of Jesus yeah. um, <laughs> when they're on the bed and making out and then the camera points up and it's like the low angle shot of the crucifix. And he's just like looking down. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> 
That scene is way funnier than it should have been. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it, it's starting like, oh, is this going to be kind of awkward? Is yeah. she going to yeah. be? Is she going to be mad that he's not like going to take yeah. this seriously? I thought it was yeah. going to be like a weird like Jesus freak uh, scene where it was just like, oh, this is really uncomfortable. Starts, yeah. And then no, it was just hilarious. And she yeah. starts yelling slurs at him or something. Yeah, and then, right. Yeah, and like, he, like the whole school. He gets like kicked him. out of the house or yeah. whatever. Nope, she just had a real big Jesus fetish, and he was Jewish like yep. Jesus was, so she was super <laughs> yes. into him. Is literally that, yeah. um, so and she's funny. just like a much chiller person than you realize. And yeah, she does take that stuff seriously, but is also like cool that he isn't. Yeah, she's yeah, like weirdly a little bit like, chiller than you think she's like weirdly um, on the line of like manic pixie dream girl like levels of just like <laughs> I'm just here to have fun, but also love Jesus. <laughs> it's it's almost that, but the way it all resolves, you're like it's actually a pretty grounded portrayal of like non overly dramatic dramatized for movies versions of these relationships where she's like, you're just a fun boy to kiss. Yeah. <laughs> like we're not going like, to get married. Yeah, yeah. Like we're not breaking up at prom, but yeah, we'll break up in a few months <laughs> when I move to Texas. Yeah. That breakup scene was very good. Yeah. Like uh, it really like grounded her in a way that like, she just the, the over the top, like bedroom scene doesn't really, um, doesn't really portray how she's going to be later. Yeah. Like she, yeah. she's just so over the top there, but then she's actually just a normal like teen, the head not in the clouds. Yeah. yeah. And almost like just looking back on that, you're like, man, I think she's just kind of messing with him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. cause she just wants this boy in her room to make out with yeah. kind of, um, yeah, this all, uh, we missed the monkey part. She, oh, oh, we, we did. skipped over the monkey. She gets the monkey before the bagels in the locker, but after the volleyball scene. <laughs> um, and yeah, we, I mean, we did talk about it before, though. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah. The little the girl's uh, line read of uh, Mommy's Got a Monkey. Mommy's Got a Monkey. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it's a problem. We're going to name it Benny. His name is Benny. It's like, uh oh. So a I assume. Collar pull moment. Yeah. Yeah. I assume <laughs> Spielberg must have had a monkey as a kid. Which Apparently. Is- this happened. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's insane. Appar- it seems a little specific. Apparently, so. they toned down his mom. Okay. From what she was actually. Like. Oh, really? Oh, wow. That's yeah. terrifying. Yeah. Because uh, when the movie came out, people were like, Michelle Williams is going very big. It's kind of a crazy performance. And then people who actually, because like he would bring his mom to the Oscars and stuff. So a lot yeah. of industry people know or knew yeah. her. Mm-hmm. Um, and people who knew her were like, "He's, she was. She was at least that big yeah. of a personality, <laughs> probably more. Wow. Um, yeah. And then her son was Steven Spielberg. So that must have been a cool life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. She got sorry. to marry Seth Rogen. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Seth Rogen. Um, yeah. There's a great joke of on Twitter that I put in like our the other Discord, which I guess I could have sent to you guys, but this was before we were friends on Discord. Um <laughs> And it was just a tweet that was uh, Seth Rogen in a in, in a random 2004 movie, like smoking weed and going like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> like cut to Steven Spielberg. That's him. The man who fucked my mom. <laughs> what was the joke that you made? You were like, imagine like having uh, like loving someone like Seth Rogen. And I'm like, you're basically Seth Rogen. <laughs> yeah. Way less weed, but... <laughs> um, and then there's the the scene after, right after she gets the monkey. And sorry to go back, but where it's Sammy and Reggie are listening through the vents, yeah, 
and um, Mitzi says like Paul Dano is like I miss him too. He was my friend, and yeah. and Mitzi's like he wasn't your friend, <laughs> but you knew he was mine. <laughs> yep. And then Reggie's like, "What does that mean?" Yeah. <laughs> and Sammy just looks at her like, "Yeah." Oh, there's all. Like, Hold on, I got to make a whole movie about this. Now. <laughs> yeah. um, wait, wait a minute, but I can't the, tell you as you know. <laughs> don't tell. Show. Um, yeah. There's. I know it's show. Don't tell. But um, so the, uh, the the other. What is it? There another line where he's like, where Paul Dano's like uh, mad. Or and he and he says something like, "What is this about?" Like he's like, "You're mad at me, and I don't know why," or something like that. And she just goes, "Fine, we'll call the monkey something else." <laughs> and it like kind of yeah. sinks everything in for him. Yeah, yeah. Was yeah. that here or was that later? I forget. Um, I think it was probably here. Yeah. I think it was around here because later the fight was about like vaccinating the monkey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll take the goddamn monkeys. The vet. um, but yeah. So after the bedroom scene is they're at dinner in the Fableman house. Uh, Bert's mom is in the area visiting, but not staying with them because of the monkey. And you're like, Monica's just part of the picture now. She's here having dinner, you know, they're having, the family is like embarrassing him in the way that families do when the girlfriend is there. Um, Good scene. It's good shit. Uh, And then they're all mad. And then she's like, why don't you film ditch day? (laughs) And he's like, oh, all these problems. And everyone around the table is like, yeah, no, I'll help you rent that. Like, we'll get the equipment. We'll do this. And then this is when they're fighting about the monkey. Mm -hmm. Well, Uh, because the dad's a little reserved because the dad, the dad thinks he's out of the woods on this movie stuff. He hasn't filmed anything since we got here. It's a a great thing. It's a great thing. He's done with that. It's an expensive hobby that we don't want him to have. Yeah. I, for one, am excited that he's embracing a more pragmatic path in life. Um, And this is, this scene starts with like the non fun kind of your parents are embarrassing you to your girlfriend Mm -hmm. where uh, Michelle Williams is going on and on about how monkeys are so self-possessed and it's just their own monkey business and they're not going to tell us. Um, And and she doesn't use the word self-possessed, but Bert like chimes in with it and she's like, yeah, exactly. Cause Bert does kind of get her. Um, And uh, yeah, this, that whole scene's good. And yeah, everyone's like, well, I owe you a, uh, you know, a bar mitzvah check. I can get that for you yeah. or a graduation present or whatever she says. It would be yeah. way too late. Graduation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and she's like, yeah, my dad has that camera. He will let you borrow it. Yeah. Whatever. What the air tracks or whatever. Yeah. It was. And everyone around the table is like, no, this is a very easy thing to accomplish. Yeah. And Sarah's just like, oh, 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 got your graduation check and yeah. you got your, um, he'll let you rent the camera. And it's like, well, I knew the film's really expensive. It's like, we well, can we'll give buy you the, you the film. Yeah. Like, uh, and then it becomes, a opportunity for Mitzi to kind of like go in on Bert yep. about like, you're never supporting him. And I, I love the moment where he's eventually just like, you already won. I already said fine. Yep. And she's told you earlier, like she, he just doesn't like, he just won't fight with me. Yeah. It's so frustrating. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. Very awkward. Gabriel Bell stands up. And he's like, I'll bring the monkey to the goddamn thing myself. <laughs> and, and I'll film senior ditch. Day. <laughs> and I am, I'm filming senior ditch day. Yep. And then, I, you know, just, it's doesn't last too long, but the actual filming of Senior Ditch Day, a fucking great scene. Yep. They um, have a nice little beach episode in this movie. Yeah. 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 What Reggie later refers to as his beach towel movie. <laughs> um, this is, uh, I think, here out, 
is only incredible scenes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's Banger City. From yeah. Now. It's in, it's just, uh, yeah, this whole last run here to the end of the movie is yeah. um, just constantly topping itself. The dad, the dad, the, the, the dad in the apartment seeing Benny scene is a little of a dip. Oh, yeah. It's a. It's a dip before the the victory lap, the victory yeah, lap yeah. Lynch scene. Because I said to her before we got the David Lynch scene, I don't want to jump that far ahead, but like I said to her, I would have kind of a downer I, of an ending. I was like, I would have stopped with the Michelle Williams fade out, where he's like, "Oh, I got don't you know, blah blah blah." But then the David Lynch scene came. It was like, no, they needed this. <laughs> <laughs> they needed, this they needed to get him to L.A. Yeah, yeah that apple. <laughs> um, yeah, but the the senior ditch day is great. Day. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's that song that kind of has like the carnival music. Yep. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know the song. Um and yeah, it's just it seems like a fun time. It's yeah. it's like such a joyous thing. Yeah, and they the, do a lot of races, there's a lot of pranks going on. Everyone yeah. seems to like Sammy now that he has a camera. Yeah, it's like, oh, this this is how he's gonna fit in. And again, it's yep. and this is probably how Spielberg saw it, like, oh, yep. he has like a function for these people yep. now. Oh, people are less anti-Semitic when I have a camera yeah. on them. It did see it did yes. seem weird to me that when I'm doing something that they can see I'm good at. <laughs> yeah, it did seem weird to me that they weren't really laying into him as much like the last thing that the jock guy had was that basically this guy ruined his relationship and it seems weird to me that he's not being more vindictive towards it but whatever yeah. it still works like he's preoccupied with being a jock and winning everything so it makes sense that he's not going out of his way to like i think you know, a, i think a lot of it is he started dating a girl who seems pretty popular yeah and, that's, and then that, that's it. That's, that's, that's armor. Untouchable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. And he's got the camera, so it's like you can't beat up the guy with the camera. Cause no, because he'll film it. He'll, he'll film it. <laughs> we learned show that. it to the superintendent. We, we learned that in a lot of times in, in, in public. Well, that's true, yeah. <laughs> um, Maybe not then, but later. <laughs> later on. Once everyone had a camera on their phone. Um, <laughs> yeah. So... This is a interesting scene. I say that when I don't remember what we were talking. So senior ditch day. Senior ditch day. Um, I, I, I love how like yeah, it, it is like almost in manic pixie dream girl mode where you're like, well, Monica's really helpful. Yeah, she's, she's so supportive. Yeah, <laughs> she's, she's like kind of like almost like orchestrating, not directing, but she's almost orchestrating everything. Yeah, like she's, she's around, she's involved. Yeah, she's throwing stuff. She uh, does that cute cheek thing when she God, wants to I look. I was going to mention <laughs> very cute, the fucking cutest thing. Yep. yep. <laughs> the, the way this scene ends, where she's like. Yeah, yeah like he's hint, like, she's doing it. it, and he's obviously like, "Oh, she's just trying to be affectionate." And then she's like, "No, idiot! I want to look into the actual <laughs> yeah. camera." So cute. <laughs> and then yeah, it ends on the shot of him holding it while she's looking, looking through it, it, and they're just smiling. Yeah, very cute. It's, it's just magic, dude. It's <laughs> one of those things that you know there's at least ten percent of Spielberg when he gets done with this, and he goes, "This girl was weird, but I did really like this girl, and I hope she sees this movie." <laughs> it's it's funny because like, like I don't know, it was like the New York Post or some weird tabloidy thing. Yep. Like put out articles after this. Like, we talked to Steven Spielberg's high school classmates, and yep. they said he got no bitches. <laughs> <laughs> that was a dry, dry summer for Steven. Yeah, <laughs> big Steve, dry summer. That's what I. Yeah, hearing. and then like other people were like, I don't know. It was seventy years ago. I I think he had a girlfriend at some point. <laughs> he wasn't. He wasn't Steven Spielberg then. He was just a guy with a camera. Yeah, and then like Spielberg's been like, yeah, I mean, a lot of these are sort of like you know amalgamations of different people mm. just yeah. for the sake of not having 50 named characters yeah. for this section of the movie um i have i feel i i can't imagine there isn't a guy out there 
that Logan, the main jockey, the main is movie. literally that guy. Though. We said, yeah, we it's were too saying specific. that. We were saying that during the scene, like you know that <laughs> Steven Spielberg's making this film, and that guy's just like, oh, I really did do a lot of bad things like, sixty years ago or whatever. <laughs> we're almost there. I'm like, gonna I, find Spielberg now. That's I actually did mention that because um, he said how oh, well there was a specific line in it. Um, where oh if you tell anyone about this I'm going to no, like unless I make a movie about it, it, make which movie I movie. never well. will yep. and then it's like that guy definitely saw this and is tracking him and down now he called us we were like hey Hey. I meant it when I said yeah, that. I'm coming to you. I'm walking to your house right now. He's got a walker. And he's just yeah. going to rural Iowa now, but I'm going to get there. These football injuries yeah. have weakened me, but I will get you. Um, and so, yeah, this sort of like ecstatic celebratory mode that the ditch days in goes mm. directly into the um, just very light score, but originally mostly like no sound hand cam footage implying that it's Sammy fil- filming it of them going to the new house. Um, and, and you see everyone's like really excited, but yep. not Michelle Williams. who won't go in. Um, and then like Bert does a bit where he's like carrying her over the threshold mm-hmm. and she's staring directly into the camera because like Sammy's the one holding the camera mm-hmm. and it's like, it's a message to her and her face is just like slowly dropping and you're like, Oh Yeah. Haunting shit. Yeah. yeah, it is haunting. It was a little less haunting for me because every I had made a little like bit in my head that every time it said because we have cap or uh, we have uh we have subtitles on and any time that he's filming and someone's saying something it like comes up and says no audio because it's like you know like <laughs> it wants you to know so like every time that happened I was just picturing Paul Dano yelling no audio like, no audio no audio like into the camera that scene though where she's looking at the camera like that really gave me uh, immortal vibes. Immortality vibes. Immortality vibes. Yeah. Can't spoil just... that for Voss. <laughs> that scene and then also the scene where she's dancing in front yeah, of Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna I was thinking about mentioning to you guys, give me real immortality we vibes. We really need Voss to play immortality. You need to play immortality. Oh, okay. just, it's a video game. <laughs> and then the next this and then Michelle Williams stares directly in the camera that leads directly into um, just the, you know, the, just, uh, I think I refer to it as bravura stuff because I do not have the words to describe this scene where Bert is mostly leading the process of telling the kids that they're separating. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, it's a really heart-wrenching scene. And then about two-thirds of the way through this scene, and again, the visual language switches to more of a hand cam, uh, like eight millimeter or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. I don't actually yeah. know. Um, but you can tell it's different, like film stock, and it's mm-hmm. a handheld camera. And uh, Sammy sees himself in the mirror yep. planning how he would film this scene. Yep. Which is something that obviously stayed in Steven Spielberg's mind for 65 years or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a real, you know. It's subtle, too, because it's just in the reflection. Yeah, but it's like, oh, holy shit. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. like, you know, Spielberg implicating himself so hard that like, yep. in this scene of like, you know, probably the most traumatic experience of his life, he's thinking about how he would film it. Yeah, mm-hmm. he is. It's that as, much of a- as he's watching like his sister's brains just like yeah. fucking breaking in front of him. And he's... Which, yeah, it's something that he's had time to prepare for yeah, or get over that his, sis- that his sisters haven't as much. Yes. Him. And he's very specifically not sitting with them. Yep. Um, it's the, the parents are sitting, or well, Bert's standing and they're facing the kids on the couch. Yep. And Sammy's like on the staircase off to the side. And he's, you know... He's thinking of it in terms of like, well, he's sitting at this elevated height and he's looking mm-hmm. over. He's watching and he's, him. Yeah. yeah. He's just observing. He's not actually in this moment. 
Um, wow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is some probably, crazy shit. There's probably some catharsis in actually <laughs> filming that scene finally. And it's able to... like I said, I like it's not all probably one to one, but that's something that probably did has been in Spielberg's head as yeah. like. Right. I have to film this scene at yeah. some point in my life. Yeah, not to we can jump into this more at the end, but like there is I was reading a thing about it cuz somebody asked him if he'd make a sequel, like if he wanted to talk more about his life and stuff and like I think his exact words were like I put way too much passion into this movie. I think it was like some metaphor like I have an ocean of passion, you know, between me and my next movie cuz I have to kind of like decompress on that. Yeah. And I mean, he's an older. Like I'm not saying that was this is his last movie because, like you know, again, no one knows how long he's gonna live and or how long he's gonna be able to to film. But yeah, he's definitely can film another movie. Like there's, but yeah, it is kind of crazy. Like the amount of stuff that's probably just been banging around in his head for his entire life that he's put into this movie has got to be incredible. Yeah, and that scene is um, probably, it's just a shot, really, that one shot. And then right after that, the close-up on LaBelle's face mm. as he's, you know, you get this dawning realization that he is horrified by his own <laughs> yeah. thought processes, but he can't stop it. Yep. Um, that's just, yeah, crazy shit. I can't believe they put that in a movie, yep. like, literally. Um, somebody on Twitter... Who, who I don't know. This isn't like a, you know, they don't have the check mark or anything. F. Varnson, at F. Varnson, whatever. Yep. Uh, they said that this bit reminded them of a Monet quote about, uh, there is a famous Monet painting, Camille on her deathbed, which was his first wife, I think, who died pretty young. Yep. And he made a painting of it. Yep. Um, and it's uh, a quote that reportedly Monet said some remarks to, um, a former French prime minister 40 years after his first wife died. And it was, I found myself staring at the tragic continents, automatically trying to identify the sequence, the proportion of light and shade in the colors that death had imposed on the immobile face. Shades of blue, yellow, gray. Even before the thought occurred to memorize the face that meant so much to me, my first involuntary reflex was to tremble at the shock of the colors. <laughs> In spite of myself, my reflexes drew me into the unconscious operation that is the daily order of my life. Pity me, my friend. <laughs> Damn. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that, all that shit just hits like a ton of bricks. Yep. Um, I, I've said a couple of times the movie isn't subtle. The next scene mm -hmm. is when Julia Butters goes into Sammy's room while he's editing and he's, she's like, don't you understand? You're yep. the most like Mitzi of any of us. Yep. <laughs> But whatever, this all works for me. I love this movie, so I'll, I'll, I'll forgive it. Um, but yeah, it's just uh, LaBelle playing his like fully goblin mode movie <laughs> movie boy stuff yeah. where he's just like stoically yeah. just like editing a super happy beach movie. Yep. And she's like, how are you doing yeah. this? And she, he's just like, I don't know. We're different people or something. Yeah, yeah. I was just looking up to see if he actually did have like some sort of like personality disorder or something like that. And that's why he was like so hyper focused on movies in an almost like catatonic way where like it didn't really yeah. seem like he had that many like emotions and couldn't connect. Like if it was a form, maybe he was like on the spectrum or something. This was like a special interest. Nothing. Yeah. He, he just has dyslexia. He could be yeah. diagnosed, but he like yeah. it looks like he has like um has gotten diagnosis before, but I only see something for dyslexia at sixty. Yeah, jeez, <laughs> editing does kind of put you in a weird zone. I don't know yeah. how many people here have edited film. I don't even know if like editing the podcast might be the same thing with just less visual. Obviously, no visual media, but like. No, seeing the you, things. You, like, yeah, you kind of yeah. lose track of time sometimes. Like there were times where I was editing in my video class, and like the bell rang, and I was like, 
number one, like, cause you gotta go to another class. Like that was really the only time I did most of my editing. And it was like, now I have to leave. Like I have like 45 thoughts in my head right now. Like I can't just like, I gotta write them all down. Uh, and you can also look at this as like, this is therapeutic for him. Yeah. Um, and essentially like, this is him like controlling like a narrative. Yeah. Like, like this is something like he, he can't control what his parents do or like how it's they kind of, live. Yeah. yeah. It is like but, one of those things. Like yeah. when you go through trauma, sometimes the best thing to do is just lock all, you know, all hands and eye, like all your focus into something else just to like kind of distract yeah. you. In the first like 10 minutes of the movie, Mitzi says, oh, that's why he needs to see them crash. He needs to get some control over it. Yeah. Um, and that's just something that, you know, a theme they were obviously, as we're talking about right now, return to many times in the movie. Um, yeah, it's just, just incredible. I don't know. Yep. Apparently there is a lot of talk that people do think he has Asperger's. Really? Yeah. I mean, he seems to think he might face yeah. how he portrays himself. <laughs> exactly. In this movie. Yeah, that's yeah. why I was I was just thinking like I feel like there is like something there because there's like obsession with like your your passion, but like this seems like a like a like a fixation. Yeah. This like, seems like if he wasn't doing this, he would. He would not be a functioning. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he would yeah. not be he, a functioning. He would he would fall down on the ground exactly. and never move again. Yep. That's why. But the nothing official. But it does seem like it it is uh, undiagnosed yeah. Asperger's. And it yeah. makes sense because I mean you, you got a guy who's a billionaire who you know is you know run or, like ran a company you know and all this stuff. He's still making movies. Like it's not he doesn't need yes. to make movies. He mm -hmm. doesn't for a long time he hasn't had to make movies and he keeps making them at a pretty. Good clip for his age. Yeah, yeah. Back to back Oscar noms and ninety yep. fourth, ninety fifth Oscars. West Side Story and then this. Mm -hmm. I'm still gonna watch the, the West Side Story movie. Yeah. We don't have to watch Ready Player One though. <laughs> yeah, you probably. I mean, whatever. It, it is was, what it is. But it, was, it doesn't really uh, feel that. Spielberg. And that movie is better because Spielberg directed it. Yeah, it's yeah. better than it should be. And it's you get you do you know when he gets to do the Shining sequences, and you're like, oh well, yeah. I mean, he's a big Kubrick guy. Yeah. So yeah. This was probably. I'm glad he had a good time. We still gotta get to the best scene. We got a half hour. We got. It's get, prom night. It's prom, prom night. night. You found Jesus in a jewelry store. Got him. So, oh, probably one of my favorite jokes in that, in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I do love that, like, right before that, they get to there, they're, like, looking at each other, and she goes, Cut! like, close your eyes, and she starts doing the hairspray. Yep. yep. Back when hairsprays were awful. Yeah. Like, bad for the environment, bad to breathe in. They made a whole musical about it. Basically just launched a, pulled a pin on a grenade yeah. like, at the beginning of that scene. Uh, very funny. They go in, Sammy's, you know, having the, the, the divorced parents' blues. Uh, yep. Basically, as he later reflects on, kind of just asks her to marry him. Yep. <laughs> and, In so many words. Yeah. And then there's the, yeah, the great like breaking up scene where she's like walking away and mm -hmm. he takes the thing off, gives it back to him. I barely wore it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I like that her response is like to him selling her that he loves her is that's impossible. Yep. <laughs> Which is probably pretty, you know, good perspective from her. Yeah. That's what I always thought when I was like, you know, when you get in like even elementary school, middle school relationships and people are like, I love you. I love you. And I'm just like, I remember being very single and just being like, none of these people love each other. This is stupid. You're all stupid. I'm the hero here. Yeah. <laughs> just that meme of like everyone at a party and someone yeah. in the corner. Like, <laughs> they don't really love yeah. each other. They don't know that they don't love each other. <laughs> Stop. They don't know the YouTube movies I'm going to make for you. <laughs> Um, and yeah, I already mentioned it before, but I feel like it's, it's such a good line where she's like, you're a fun boy to kiss, but and it's like, wow. Yeah. That's a really grounded, 
mm-hmm. thing for a teen character to say that. I don't think I've heard something like that in a movie before. Especially like con- contrasted Again, like, by a girl who's yelling Jesus enter my <laughs> yep. enter my body. <laughs> like, <laughs> seriously, she's just been she's just had doing bits. Yeah. She's yeah. just having a good time. Also weird that like they get there and it's like I guess Claudia's the featured performer at prom. Yep. Which like kind of freaks Logan out. She's like, I didn't know this was gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy's playing the trumpet badly, which is a thing that a lot of high school bands do because trumpet great. is hard. Yes. I do like that the band is not good. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And the and the principal's still like, Have a what a great job by this band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I guess they there's not she's she's in a couple more scenes as like reaction shots. Yeah. I think one of Chloe East as Monica's last lines is like, you're a fun boy to kiss, but um, I wrote it down because I just like her line delivery is good. I'm not going to do, do that. But like after a bit, she says, but sometimes we can't fix things and all we can do is suffer. Yeah. <laughs> and she says it kind of on like a positive note. Yeah. And she did. Then she just like walks away. And then Sammy's just standing there holding the necklace, and then they're like, hey, Samuel Fableman out there in the audience? And <laughs> so oh, is Sammy Fableman and everything. And then they all start chanting slurs at him. Yeah. And he's like, It's your big moment, Mr. Fableman. <laughs> the guy's voice isn't what? like that, but he's a real he's, he's a real nerd nick. And then he does the screening of the of the Ditch Day movie. Yep. And he starts with his head fully down. Yep. Um, and then this is just a great sequence. They're yeah. watching. You're seeing the the results of all that editing that he did under yeah. duress. And uh, I like that. Like everyone's getting their highlight moments. Mm-hmm. It was know? very cute. And they're like playing it up to the crowd, which is a thing that all high school kids would do in such a situation. Yeah, like the, yeah. The, yeah, like the guy that stands up and is like, "Yeah, yeah. yeah. that bird pooped in my mouth." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's there's some great bits that mm-hmm. that Sammy put in the movie and yep. um, and pisses off Oaks Felgley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he found the camera. The camera sees what it sees. Yep. yep. And he found he found Oaks. Oaks. Old Oaks. Anytime he was stealing that beer or stumbling into the ocean, getting rejected. Getting rejected. Towel rip right under. <laughs> towel rip. Uh, there was a t- that was rough. There was a time in college, and I probably shouldn't admit this because it's probably something I should get waterboarded out of me. There was a girl that I like, kind of had a crush on that was outside on the quad, like sunbathing, and I walked up to her, and when I walked up to her and said something to her, she literally put her towel over. Herself. <laughs> 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 Which was like the biggest. Oh, you told me that before, and it still makes me cringe. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> and that's what I felt for Oaks. I saw him yeah. rip the towel from him. Brutal. All the all the jock all the jock winning. He's playing good volleyball. He's yeah, Logan. Racing. He's making Logan look like a golden god. There's yep. a scene. There's a scene. There's a shot here that I kind of referenced earlier. That it's you see, and I didn't catch it really the first time I saw it. It was only. Before the Oscars, I didn't rewatch the movie, but I rewatched the prom scene a few times because this whole sequence is just so fucking incredible. Yep. Um, and on one of those times, I caught this very brief shot of Sammy looking like an absolutely crazed person staring really like unblinkingly directly at Logan mm. through the reel of mm. the projector mm. as one of these scenes of Logan looking cool yep. is happening. And it's, it's, it's just like another echo of him just like looking at people for their reactions. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, this whole thing's great. I love I love all the cuts to Logan. Well, I don't know why to I said like he's from Minnesota. Um, and uh, it's like it like a Minnesota slash Liverpool thing yeah. I just went into. What the fuck? Logan. <laughs> Logan. 
you see like everyone's trying to lift Logan up yeah. and he's like, no, because yeah. all the cuts to him looking like really upset at what's happening while yeah. the movie's happening. Um, and then there's a, a, a Spielberg patented one a, a, a long shot of they, he comes down from their shoulders. He walks, the camera's following him. Then you think there's a mistake because the redhead approaches him, but she's not in focus. Yep. And then you realize Claudia's coming up from behind. Yep. Look out, here comes Claudia. <laughs> and she just like brushes that redhead out of the way. Yep. And, and she's been in focus the whole time, but you didn't notice at first. It's yep. a trick they played on you. <laughs> and then they they make out, and yep. then Chloe's Monica moves across the gym to where she thinks Sammy is at the projector. No cuts, just all one big yep. camera move. Um, what I also like about that scene, so the redhead comes up, says whatever her line is. She gets brushed aside, but because she has such a stark like hair color and like they want her to be a visible figure, yeah. like you can just see her bopping around in the background mm-hmm. for the whole time where Monica's looking yep. for her. Just like she got very publicly embarrassed and she's going to be like, oh God, I got to get out of here. I got out of here so bad. How can I play that off? Yep. Yep. Um, so walk, walk in circles. Walk in circles. <laughs> Everyone will think I'm busy. Yep. <laughs> I have things to do. And then, yeah, she doesn't find him. She turns the music off. Cuts to Sammy crying with his head and his knees in the hallway. Yep. Oh, this is my favorite scene of the year, I think. This and the David Lynch scene are definitely my two favorite scenes. Of this my, scene. I really love this scene. Lynch scene is one of my favorite yeah. films of the year. But yeah, um, everything. There's not a dull moment. I would watch this. This is one of the scenes that'll like pop up on YouTube and it'll be like, you know, like uh, whatever, like seven, seven slash nine Fablemans, like the hallway scene. And I'll be like, I'm just going to play this real quick. Just- yeah, from the movie clips YouTube yeah. channel. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. At the end. <laughs> <laughs> you want to watch these other vibes? <laughs> How about the monkey scene? Um, <laughs> you want to see the divorce scene? <laughs> it's just so good. Every line is so interesting, and mm-hmm. it's just like so much smarter than you. Than you, I don't. I don't know. I, it's don't all. Know. It's one of those things that the writing is extremely smart, but all the things that they're saying are things that high school kids would just be like. That would be the first thing they'd think, and they'd just say it. Mm-hmm. Like he's yeah. going up to me, and yeah, just like, I'm mad because you're pulling something. Like you have literally yeah. no motivation to but, make me look good. Why the fuck did you do that? Because clearly something more sinister's happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's. Uh, I like the misdirect at the beginning that, like, you know, you, you don't really buy that it's going to be Oaks Fegley approaching him, but they don't show you at first who it is. That's yeah. like what. Mm-hmm. what the hell was that yep. and it's logan and he's you know he's mad that he made him look like something that he can't possibly live up to yep. and it's such an interesting idea yeah. to throw in it means that he movie. already is super insecure which is what you said like yeah that basically well, bullies are right? yeah but it's like a cool thing for like it's almost like his sophia actualization moment he's like you put me on a pedestal he's like i know i'm good but like i'm not gonna win every race i'm not gonna yeah. win every game he did the, yeah. Because again, the he lines. thinks it's sinister. He needs, yeah. you know, he's like, what's your gambit? It's got to be this. Why, why'd you do it? I don't know. I don't I don't know. No, why'd you fucking do it? <laughs> uh, you, maybe I wanted you to like me for five minutes. Yep. Or maybe it just made my movie better. Yeah. <laughs> Which is honestly exactly what he was thinking, probably. It's like. I don't know if he's resolved that yet. Yeah. I don't know if he's I mean, come down on one side or the other. From a filmmaking perspective, and it's also like it happens in other little microcosms of life, but it's like if you're seeing something and the story is, despite your best efforts, this person did great today. Like even if it's at you at work and there's a guy at work you don't like and they fucking killed it on a project, you're not going to walk around to other people and be like, and sandbag them. Like, yeah, but like, come on. You know, like, we could have done better than that guy. It's like, right. no, you killed it. Like, you just have yeah, to kind of swallow it. So like, 
That's what it is. And like, you could be editing that movie just going, well, maybe, yeah, like maybe he won't hate me. Maybe I'll get some free points. And then, or, and then sorry, or what was I supposed to do? Edit you out of the whole day? Like you want everything. Like it's like, you won that race that was obviously being filmed. You won that volleyball game that was obviously being filmed. That was the target of what was happening at that yeah. time. But he didn't need to make him look that he good. He didn't have to make him look that good. He uh, made me look like a golden god. Yeah. <laughs> He's, uh, same as like, I made you look like you could fly. Yep. His response, but I can't. Yep. Oh. Is like, oh, fuck. That's <laughs> yep. good, right? Yeah. That, that stays in the script. Yep. <laughs> no matter how many revisions. Um, yeah, this is, is a Oak? fascinating conversation. Is it Oaks time? Because I love. I rewinded. That's Oaks Fegley's music. I, it kicks I, in the door. I, I rewinded to watch his face again because they do that smash chaos, yeah. chaos cut to his face. The, uh, the, and here comes Oaks Fagley and Sam. He's like, oh, fuck. And yep. then uh, punch in the nose again. Let me get my nose. Right. Logan steps in front of him and throws him aside. He, he fucking Don Zimmer, Pedro's him. Yep. And um, I thought you'd like that. And um, and uh, I, I love Gabriel Abel is just up against the lockers yep. with his hands yep. up like that. Like, I don't know what's fucking happening. Yeah. Um, and then. He punches him and literally kicks him in the butt. Kicks yeah. him in the butt, which is a thing people don't do anymore. Yeah. It feels very 60s to kick yeah. someone in the butt. They give him a lot of low-key lines where he's like, I got to split, you know, or something like that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. it is the 60s. Yep. Yeah. And then, yeah, Oaks is like, oh, I can't believe you bought that crap. It was yeah. so obvious. You're so stupid. And yeah, he kicks him in the butt. And then Oaks is like, oh, well, he kicked me in the butt. He's got a real. Yeah. And he like, just like a kind of scrambly move. Yeah. And he just sprints away down yeah. the hallway. <laughs> Uh, and then classic chicken shit heel stuff. Yep. Yeah. Logan's sort of pacing in front of Sam and he's still got his hands up against the locker. He's like, uh, is something about to happen? To me? <laughs> <laughs> Just literally what I was thinking. So it's a good line. Yeah. And he's like, if you ever tell anyone that I got upset, <laughs> that would be a very bad thing. And he's like, I pro I will never tell anyone. Starts to walk away. And then he winks to the camera. Yeah. Yeah. You see that? He's, he's out of focus when he starts saying this line, but by the end of saying, unless I make a movie about it, uh, he's in focus, which I will never do. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. And then Steven Spielberg actually walks on camera. Winks and yeah. waves. Very cheeky scene. I, I love that he tells him, you like to, yeah, you, you like to live dangerously, Fableman. Mm -hmm. He goes, yeah. I really don't. <laughs> goes, no, you do. You do. You do. Yeah, they have a kind of an understanding. Mm -hmm. I like, like, the, he I like the, the double bird flip too. It was very good. Yeah, he, he, he like tries to offer him some marijuana. Oh yeah, I forgot about oh, that yeah, too. Yep, and he's like, yeah, they've come to some kind of understanding. Yep, um, like a respect, a respectful. Yeah, like and it's like ah, almost better not. Oh, my mind's already all out of control. Yep. <laughs> that that weed dialogue, I feel like a little too fake deep for a high schooler. <laughs> that was probably the, the most unbelievable it'll part make of you, the movie. It'll make you feel like you're not in control. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that, that whole conversation is just so fascinating. Yep. And then it's um, what originally feels like should be the end of the movie mm -hmm. with uh, Mitzi making breakfast and yep. uh, Sammy giving her like the prom night debrief. Yep. Um, and this scene's incredible. I think it is Michelle Williams' best scene. Probably. She's really good. Here. I weirdly, I know she doesn't have a lot of dialogue. I weirdly just like the way she deals with like the, 
the closet movie reveal of her with Seth yeah. Rogen. Yeah. It's not I mean, a lot that's of dialogue. Too. She's good right the before. Physicality is always good. She is really good in that. Also, in the scene right before with the uh, yelling about the joke being wrong, and maybe that's just maybe that's me falling into the trope of yelling is better. You know, is better acting. Um, but yeah. The yeah. last the last scene's great. The last scene got done and I was so mad there was another scene. Because I was yeah. like, we don't need more. That was it. It Cut. fades to white too. So you're yep. like, oh, mm-hmm. this is di- written and directed by yep. you know. Um And you're thinking like, oh no, this is gonna be like Lincoln where he goes on in a little too long. Yep. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Hey, uh, Tony, uh, don't do this to me again. <laughs> Come on, Tony. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I, I think this scene's so good and she's great. It's such a nice moment. Yeah, I love the book end of it at the beginning. He's like She's like, oh, how's like, did she like, did she like the necklace or whatever? And he's like, yeah. yeah. And it's like that classic. We don't have time to get into this. So like, you know, yes, I'm just going to eat and leave. And then after they have the discussion, it's like the, okay, we're already into this. So it's like, so Monica dumped me. So Monica dumped me. (laughs) And then she's like, oh, really? It's like, I told her I loved her. I probably shouldn't have asked her to marry me. (laughs) She's like, what? He's like, Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's such a like an easy chemistry that they have, yep. and, and, and I think it's like really good chemistry in this yeah, season. But yeah, she has the line, you know, uh, no, you don't, you don't owe your. Her. He's not supposed to connect with Paul Dano, which is actually usually how yeah. Um, you know, I I'm doing like this selfish thing, but if I don't, I'm like I'm turning into a person I don't recognize, and you all just see me as a bitter old woman. Yep. Um, that hits her kids. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, you ones. don't, <laughs> you don't know anyone in your life, not even me. Uh, you got to like follow your heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cut two. He hates college. Yep. <laughs> and his dad's upset about <laughs> it. One year later, and I guess he's commuting from three hours. He's commuting. He's commuting three hours specifically because his old roommate voted for Barry Goldwater, <laughs> yeah. which I know a lot of people listening to this probably don't know that reference. Uh, Barry Goldwater was an insane person that even the Republicans turned on. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> Not soon yep. enough. Um, <laughs> not yet. Not soon enough to get him nominated, but enough that a lot of LBJ. Um, Commercials were literally Republicans on camera being like, I, I'm Republican, but I hate that. <laughs> it's my least favorite guy. Yeah. And they made him, they're trying to make him president. Stop it. Uh, yeah. So the whole panic attack. Have any of you had panic attacks before? Yes. Absolutely. So I yep. have, I'll, I'll actually <laughs> nope, say. Sorry. Oh, wow. Yeah, this guy. <laughs> this guy over here. It's neurotypical. Uh, I don't know if anyone's seen Ted Lasso. The way that Ted Lasso depicts uh, panic attacks, I think, is the most accurate I've seen in that, film. Yeah, Ted Lasso and uh, the new Puss in Boots movie does a very, very good <laughs> panic attack scene. It is so realistic. I've yep. seen that on social. Uh, I've had a panic attack while driving, and I couldn't feel my arms. And I had to pull over to the side of the road because I couldn't feel my arms, and I was supposed to be driving a car. Um, so, yeah, 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 it's very debilitating, and you do feel like you're having a heart attack. Yeah, you feel like you're dying. Yep. yep. And you don't know why, and that makes the panic worse. Yep. <laughs> Because a lot of panic attack symptoms mirror heart attack symptoms. So like a lot of the things, both of my arms went numb and I'm like, well, that can't be good. <laughs> I'm having a double heart attack. Yeah, that's basically what I thought. I was like, my left arm's numb. That's the bad one. And they're just the right one's numb for fun. I was like, maybe we're on an accelerated in, heart attack. It's in situation. sympathetic numbness. Yeah. yeah, I'm on an accelerated track where it's already dead. Oh, I was dying. Yeah, it's really, that was probably the worst one I've had. I've had one of those since, but at least 
you get to a point where you're like, oh, I know this is a panic attack. Oh, like God. I just have to breathe through it. We but, got to yeah. California 40 minutes ago and was like, we were going to finish this <laughs> one. But, but I was curious. Like, this is, this is, I think, a pretty good, like, he's doing It a, is a good pan. It is a, I like, I love, actually. I shouldn't say, like, I love the, love I think I'm having a heart attack. Paul Dano very carefully walks over and says, you're having a panic attack. And then he goes, your mother, well, used, to get your mother used to get them. And what'd you do? And like mid sentence, he's like, what did you, he goes, I made her tea. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The, the kind of softness to Dano in mm. this movie is really impressive. Which is funny. Cause when I having a panic attack, I would love some tea. <laughs> It's like everything just, just like sip slowly. That was the exact moment that I was like, now I can't not picture him as a dad. Mm -hmm. I had so yes. much trouble two hours before picturing him as a dad. And now it's like, how is Paul Dano not a dad in every movie? Yeah. <laughs> and then he started screaming Ave Maria in his <laughs> child's face. God damn it. And um, yeah, this, this scene's good. You get the moment where he sees um, where Sammy doesn't realize Benny's in the picture with, with mm -hmm. Nancy. Yep. Um, and then there's a, a much debated moment on social media because some people think the shadow behind Bert's head after he sees the photo, the shadow looks like actually Mitzi's head in silhouette. And other people are going, "You're that's what are you fucking talking about? It's a shadow. It's just a normal shadow. So those are the two sides of the bait. We don't have time to resolve it now. Um, I what do you think? Tell me what you think. Uh, I don't think it just kind of looks like a shadow. All right. Uh, but I, I you can see it, there's so. almost like a ridge where you can sort of make out a bob, but you have to want it. Yeah. <laughs> you really have to want it to see shadow, it. Probably, but the, the, the argument is like, it's such a prominent shadow and like, why, like it's a daytime scene. Yep. Why would they make such a prominent shadow be such a big part of the frame on one of the final shots of this character? Yep. Um, so maybe some of that's there. There's also Spielberg movies. We talked about it when we did, Raiders of the Lost Ark. There's a shot when you first meet Marion where it's her and then the shadow behind her is Indy. Oh, okay. Um, very specifically because it's got like the wide brim hat and stuff. Yep. So it's like, okay, it's like kind of a thing Spielberg's done before, but that's much more explicit. Yep. Um, anyway, so, because we only have seven minutes. <laughs> uh, and we still got to do David Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, Paul Dano, you're great in this scene, but we got to talk about David Lynch. We got to talk about David um, Lynch. He's, uh, Sammy, is, he gets a letter at the end of that scene from CBS, Afrin Productions, who's who they're currently setting up Hogan's Heroes. Yep. Um, that guy from Heroes is yep. talking is to him about here. Greg Grunberg. Matt Lapidus. Yep. <laughs> Not Lapidus. That was a lost <laughs> thing. We'll get by it. Those will be great extras for your yeah, yeah. people to figure out the layers. <laughs> you can unpack it yourselves. Yay. Um, and then he's like, Actually, how would you like to meet the best director ever? The best, the the absolute goat. Yep. And Sammy's, uh, yeah, sure. Um, so he walks him across the hallway and the, the, it's not clear if Sammy doesn't entirely know, though it seems like he doesn't. And you as the audience don't know where he's going, yep. but he sits down. Nona's going to take care of you. There's an older lady there. He's like, it could be hours. And he's just like, he'll wait, he'll wait. Uh, so Sammy sits down. He starts looking around the office and he's seeing all these posters for John Ford movies. Yep. Um, you know, they're all there. And then the last one is of course the man who shot Liberty Valance callback. Um, and there's like this really regal music. I'm assuming from one of those movies, probably Liberty Valance playing. Maybe, maybe Rio Bravo. Yeah. And, um, a literal record scratch happens. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, very good. And it drops out and in walks an extremely haggard looking David Lynch covered in smooches. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely covered in lipstick smooches. And Nona gets up with a tissue box and like runs, runs into the room. 
Nona breaking the land speed record together. Yeah. <laughs> Comes back out a few seconds later with comically <laughs> lipstick <laughs> tissues. Yep. Sits down and goes, all right, you got five minutes. That's probably more like one. one. Lose the tie. You'll, have, you'll stand a better chance. And uh, yeah, I'm losing my voice. So what did you guys think of this scene? It's a phenomenal scene. Incredible. Uh, incredible, incredible scene. I was saying uh, off off mic before the uh, episode started. Uh, David Lynch, who plays John Ford, obviously the director of Twin Peaks, among other uh, Stumble Hall and Drive, other things. Uh, he doesn't act a ton. When he acts, he almost exclusively plays extremely weird people, <laughs> and he kills it here. <laughs> uh, He's good here. Uh, I want to say that uh, apparently they wanted da- David Lynch for a while, uh, but it was hard to like get in contact with him and to like get him to do it. Uh, they had to get Laura Dern to help out. He, like Laura Dern called him like a n- numerous times, tried to she's get the, him to go. She's the Lynch whisperer. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and like, one thing Lynch said before, like he did it, he said uh, he would take it as long as there were bags of Cheetos on the set for, as refreshments. <laughs> me. <laughs> he just like me for real. <laughs> <laughs> This the whole thing. I mean, it's so funny, and it's yep. like what do you the know? Most about different our- thing between yep. everything else in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes, it stands on an island, but when, but when you do this, it stays in. Yep. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're ending on. He wants a final scene just with Sammy and Michelle Williams. A final scene just with Sammy and Paul oh, Dano. And then they're like, and how can we send him home happy? How about this shit? I got this fucking 102 mile an hour fastball. (laughs) Yep. Just throw right over the plate for you. It's like you've seen three curveballs in a row and now you just get one down the throat. See you later. Go home. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Where's the horizon? Yeah. It's so good. He makes him go from painting to painting. painting. Yep. What do you see? Oh, well, there's two guys. They're obviously looking. No. No. (laughs) Where's the horizon? It's at the bottom. (laughs) And then when he goes to the other one, LaBelle's voice cracks where he goes, it's at the top. Um, So funny. If the horizon's at the top, it's interesting. It's interesting. The horizon's at the bottom. It's interesting. If it's in the middle, it's boring. (laughs) As shit. As shit. (laughs) It's boring as shit. Now get the fuck (laughs) out of here. He says, now good luck to you. And get the (laughs) fuck out of here. Only F-bomb in the movie? Were there other ones that I miss it? I couldn't think about it. it. If If so, good choice. Yeah, very good. Uh, Sammy, he's going, yeah, and then yeah. He, he sticks his head back in, deep breath. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> and then the great, phenomenal end sequence. Yep. So yeah, good. Uh, <laughs> yep. Very good. The, the John Williams score all of a sudden becomes like a dream-like do 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 He's walking down. The horizon's in the middle. middle. They, yep. Up. The oh, camera, you you actually see the shake of the camera yeah. as yeah. it yep. as it angles up the, to put the horizon at the bottom. Yep. And it goes do 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 do. Yep. The screen goes black. Very good ending. What did you think was happening? You, you, you got the joke, obviously. So it was funny because I put it that um, I was telling her when it happens. I was like, oh, in the horizon. And like, I kind of petered off because I'm like, no, the horizon's kind of up. Like, I was like, I was like, the horizon's too high. Like, to it's be in the, the middle. To be in the bottom. <laughs> yeah. But it was funny because like, I was about to be like, oh, and of course they're putting the horizon low. And I'm like, oh, it's not low enough. And then they changed the camera. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> you fuck. You son <laughs> of a bitch. <laughs> the original plan was to have act to actually hear Spielberg yell cuts. Huh. Oh, I actually. Uh, this would, is better. I, I think. Do think this was better. better, but this I, is better. I, yeah, I also, it's a better joke. I would have liked that, and but that, yeah, that wouldn't have played better. as a joke though. This no. plays like so funny. It would have yeah. played so a little fitting. too self indulgent. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And it makes it makes more sense this way too because dream like, sequence. Like, yeah. And that he like 
Spielberg is still learning. He like yep. he it doesn't matter yeah, how good he is. I love that. No, yeah. that he's still learning. I think yeah, this is probably looking into it a little too long, but I like that it weaves in the dream of his mom, like the mom being like it's a dreams thing, and it's also just so mechanically perfect because like the adjustments yep. and stuff that it kind of weaves his dad into from like a engineer, you know, like an actual like the engineering of filmmaking standpoint. It's it's a great ending. It's and it's so quick. You know, it's mm. yep. snap your fingers quick and then it's done. Yeah. The Fablements. I like that he chose the last name Fable for uh, the fictional yeah, fictionalized they, version read, of the Fable. There was a little brief on Wikipedia about that where they were trying to come up with a name and they said they couldn't get past how much they liked Fable. It was the German spelling of Fable. Mm-hmm. Uh, how much they couldn't get past. Like, they just liked it too much and it just made too much of a sense to be a person yeah. who makes stories. Right. You know, yeah. Like, yeah, I thought it was a very good name choice. Yep, and a man. So I think we've, uh, you know, there's a lot of other stuff. We could talk about this movie for a long time and we have, um, but even a longer time, but we don't have time. So let's do some ratings. Uh, each week we'll put these ratings on the letterbox. I haven't in about three months, but one day I will. Um, we're still doing them though. On a scale of 0.5 to 5 on any scale, of your choosing as long as it's not stars what would you give the fablemans i'll start i ha- i'll give it a 4.5 men who shoot liberty ba- liberty valance <laughs> out of five love it uh four handsome jesuses out of four oh, or five oh, that's a good one. <laughs> uh i don't have time to think of a better bit so i'm just gonna say 4.5 horizon lines out of five this is a five for me i loved this movie this is my favorite movie of the year um Oh, this one gets five Romas out of five for me. <laughs> I was, I was, I was going to say, going into this, you told me like we're watching the Fablemans, and I was like, sure. Uh, I don't have the same reverence for cinema that uh, Ben Arvaz does, um, and I kind of was going into it just like, I don't know if I want to see a Steven Spielberg victory lap movie like that. Kind of just like I was like looking into it, I'm like, nothing about this is interesting. And about halfway through, I'm like, okay, I'm liking this more than I thought. And I was like, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to give this like a three, five, maybe a four. And then like as the movie kept going, I'm like, I actually <laughs> really like this movie. Yeah. Like, and I know I'm not a huge long movie person. Uh, it might have helped that we watched it in two chunks, um, but. I, I I really liked it. I was definitely going into this thinking this was just going to be a pretentious like dick suck movie, but it wasn't. It was actually very well made. It was a very well made dick suck movie. It was yeah. yeah it was still a little bit uh, um, pat on the back kind of movie. And but he's it earned was, a yeah. victory lap. Yeah. And, and, but even before this, like I saw the movie when I was watching the trailers for it, I was thinking like, oh, this doesn't look like that great. It looks like just another the one of those. Bad. Huh? The yeah. Trailer's bad. Yeah. Uh, but it just looked like another one of those, like, oh, director saying, like, uh, cinema's great. I look at my past kind of a thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, that'll do it for us. Thank you, Vaz, Bree, and Sam for being on today to, to fail a minute up. <laughs> um, yeah, you can find us in the normal places uh, on the normal social media accounts and at the normal Gmail accounts. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening to our episode on The Fablements. <laughs> Done. Fablements. Always worth it. <laughs> you don't have to keep it. I just want it. It stays. <laughs> <laughs>